welcome back. I'm back here for a six-hour episode of Calling nice. Audible. As well, double what they did last Thursday on today's episode. It turns out when you're drinking, you lose track of time. Oh, I'm sure you did. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure I you also, did. So I don't know if I mentioned it live on air or not, but what actually happened was both for Division 5 and 4, I forgot those divisions were divided in half. And then so I spent 20 minutes on a division, <laughs> but then had to spend another 20 minutes on the other half of the division because I can't just not talk about the, that division, right? So... Uh, yeah, a little mistiming. Thank you to whoever toughed it up. But whatever, you get free extra shit, so I, don't complain. I got complaints from some people. I'm like, I'm like three, I'm like four we, hours. We, what are you talking so about? So wait, people complained about getting free stuff. No, that it was four hours. I'm like, but, 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 no, but four hours of paid stuff or free stuff? Whatever, the content that was but, No, no, but, but free or paid? I don't know. So, so they complain about free stuff? Yes. Okay. Just being sure. Also, I want to point out the fact that for any division you listen to, you can just click the timestamp in the yeah. description to get exactly where you Some want to listen to. Some are loyal listeners. It, so. and Learn how to use the internet, bruh. Some people listen to this show and so watch then, it. So then they should be loyal. Yeah. Someone's like, yeah, four hours. I'm like, four. I'm like, I'm like it what wasn't four hours. It's three, was it three, fifteen? Three hours and 27 minutes. Yeah. Wow, that's long, four man. Hours. That's long. Out of here. That is equivalent. That is shorter than the Yankee Red Sox game on a there we Tuesday go. night. There we go. It's, it's slightly longer than the Batman. It is. Oh, wait. how long was Batman? Three hours, three ten, I think. You know, quickly before I don't go off topic here. So, uh, well, I'm going to go off topic several times. We times. always do. Uh, Jordan, Jordan Palmer, who's the brother of Carson Palmer, former NFL player, mm-hmm. quarterback, coach. Yeah. He actually had an app, a movie app, of when to go With, to, to, the washroom, pee, yeah. to the washroom during a movie. Right. So the correct answer is never. Just don't yeah. fucking piss yourself in the middle of a movie. Yeah, but if you if you get like, yourself a big jumbo sized drink, what don't, the bleep are you going to do? Just don't hold don't it. Spend eight dollars on a soda. Be an adult. Hold your pee. Try to. I guess if you're going with kids, though, sometimes kids want to leave, but then you force them. Like, no, you got to wait another 17 minutes. Yeah. Pee in the bucket. Speaking of movies, um, Lin-Manuel Miranda's up to get an EGOT. If he wins a Grammy, he will have won an Emmy, Grammy, and Oscar, and a Tony. Uh, his rarefied cl- uh, company. But they chose the wrong song. They didn't choose uh, We Don't Talk About Bruno, which would have instantly won. <laughs> Everyone, Everyone's child has been singing that song nonstop since... Uh, I forgot to on the clock, on. by the way. Oh, yeah. That would be start for the show. We're at three well, minutes. So technically speaking, we can start the show now because it yeah. is now officially FPS. I'll give now. you three more minutes. Perfect. Yeah, so now we only have to go for 324. Exactly. 324, <laughs> maybe 321, however we want to look at it. All right, let's dive into Div 1, Div 2. Uh, so big week, uh, Pease. Uh, the Braves, a little bit uh, of a skittish couple weeks here. Are you more surprised that the Braves have lost two in a row or that they've already lost two, already have two losses at the midway point of the season? The two in a row um, is shocking to me. Right, like so, I mean, I guess you don't expect Braves to lose two games at all, um, but I don't think there's ever been a time in their history that um, that they've lost two games in a row. And I, to, to be fair, they lost the All Stars and uh, the the reigning uh, Division One champs and Flagman Sack. Um, but this game kind of played into Flagman Sack's favor, right? Like Flagman Sack wants to run. They just want to score and score and score. They don't want any yeah. defense to be played. Um, and, you know, 57-56, that's, to me, if you're going to lose a game to Flagman Sack, that's the way you're going to lose that game, right? Yeah, and, and I think in the case that it was, I mean, Joe Mayo did, played okay, and, and Alexander Pugh's had a couple bad INTs. But nine touchdowns. Nine touchdowns, yes. Nine touchdowns. That's, that's, is that still the, uh, the single game record he's? But when you look at the game itself, I mean, Braves had control of it in the first half, and then they just couldn't move the ball. 
and they faltered and they had some glitches. And the next thing you know, uh, Flagmo sacks up and then it's going back and forth, back and forth. And well, you see, they controlled it, but like they they took Flagmo like took a lead in the halftime. They, they did, and and I eleven just, touchdowns is the actual most passing in a game by Marco Maciotra in Winter Twenty Seventeen Division was, Two. Yeah, that's right, the Div Two team against that crappy team that was like yeah. Div, Div Seven, right? Frank LeBeau has ten in Winter Twenty Seventeen Division Two, and then afterwards it was every, a multitude of people at nine. Everyone was taking their shots at that team. Basically. Yeah, yeah, it was more like who can anyway, but you know. I, I think credit has to, has to go to Flagmo Sap because, again, to beat the Braves in the way that they did, high scoring fair, you figure the better defense would have prevailed, which it wasn't the case in the Braves' uh, argument. And now for, for the Braves, they're at 3-2. and two. Flagmo Sap has that tiebreaker for now. And I wonder if the Braves can get back into that conversation as being a one or two seed uh, moving towards the final five games of the year. I mean, I think they will. I don't think it matters that they're still the best team in the division. Um, and... To win the championship, they'll have to go through likely fl- All-Stars or Flagmo Sack or both of those teams. So um, I don't think the seeding matters a ton in Division One. The the what I what I was really impressed by is the way Alex Netherpuse, um basically narrowed the game down to two plays, right? And and you know they gave up the 24-yard uh, gain to, to Alex Pilon. Uh but. It's not easy, as good as Joe Mayo is, it's hard to go for the end zone when the world knows you're going for the end zone, right? right. So um, it's uh, it's about as well as you can play that, that situation. I'm hoping f- for this to be a playoff rematch because I think that uh, All-Stars and Braves play similar enough that generally it, it'll favor the Braves because I just think that the Braves are a slightly better version of, of what uh, All-Stars are. Um, but Flagman Sec, it's just that wild... They're just like a wild card, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's tough to to match up with what they're gonna do. You yeah, know? the other rematch in two weeks. Yeah, at Lachine. I'm saying like in the playoff atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. Like that's that's obviously. But, but that that will tell us and who will yeah. be one, two, or three, right? But like, yeah, I mean, like if they split the series, we have no information, right? Like, no. I'm gonna throw a little twist in this conversation. Do you think if the Gryffindor had had Dan Lazara back for their game in week three, that they might have actually lost three in a row? No, no, no. Because in you know, and funny enough. I score kept that Gryffindor game that they had for the win. And AJ asked me after, what do you think? I go, your defense has to improve. And I think for Lazaro, given that he was off for so long from flag football, yeah. that I said, one more week of Dan getting back into rhythm, I think you guys would be okay. But that Gryffindor defense has to improve because there was a play uh, that they had, and um, they were playing God's skills, a big part. It was, I think, like 3rd and 33 or 3rd and 32. And they hit it for a 33-yard first-down completion inside the one, like I mean, inside the two, right? Like that can't happen. Like you have athletes, and you let that happen. And I think I want to see them now in this next sample size that they have. They have Goskos coming up again, I believe. But if they can improve and, and Lazar gets back into the rhythm that he was last year when they were two years ago or two seasons ago, then they'll be okay. And I think they'll be in that conversation as well. We also also you talked about the athleticism uh, that um, tiptoe catch by David Santomo that was posted by Chris Rive. On uh, on our socials, um, right before as he was setting up for a game of the week, it was it was cool to see. Um, Goskills, like they're always sort of uh, that team on the outside, right? Like they're not yeah. quite the same talent level as the rest of the guys, but you know, individually, their their, their players are all incredibly talented, right? So um, that was a cool reminder of the fact that you know Goskills can still play. You know what I mean? They're, they're yeah. definitely a worthy Div One team. It's just 
you know, Div One being such a small grouping that it is, it's hard uh, for the, the fourth team, the fourth best team, to to legitimately compete. Even though they, to your point, Mo, they they took Gryffindor to uh, you know thirty three to thirty, like absolutely the, down to the line, you know. And with that, with the All Stars at three and one, even though they don't have the tiebreaker on Braves, do you think they can hold on to number two and and be in that one versus two matchup? in uh, mid-May when we have our playoffs. Yeah, but again, the, the standings are legitimately meaningless save for the one team that doesn't make the playoffs, right? So, well, in, I, in I think Div 1. I think the Braves, oh, sorry, a big part, I think the All-Stars will have an argument to say that they can make a run for first place. Yeah, but what does it matter? I think it does, though. For what? Give, give me an explanation as to what so, so here's So here's, let's say the Braves are your three. And the and and the All Stars are your two seed, right? So it's a double elimination essentially. So the Braves are going to be playing single elimination. But you likely need to play the Braves anyway. Yeah, but, but and I, if you don't, you have to play flag one second. Like it, it, to me, it's it doesn't ultimately matter. Like you're either playing the team who's heavily favored to win, the team. So one one of those three teams along the way will have to play one or both of the best quarterback in FBF history, the the defending champions. Or, uh, or the Braves, who are the, the odds-on favorite, and if not, by the way, Gryffindors are an explosive offense. So, like, I, I don't think it matters. It only matters basically for Gryffindor to lock up that four seed over God Skills, and if God Skills can upset them and make the playoffs, that, to me, that's the only like wild storyline there could you, be. You want to have the insurance policy of of the double elimination in your back pocket. Okay, but what's the benefit? The be- but if you're in three, that means you have a, you lose once you're out. Okay, so yes, you're right. There's that's a double my point, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's my point. All right, there you right? go. That's, yeah. so, th- so there you go. That's the yeah. one point yeah, you that's have. That's my point, <laughs> yeah. right? Like, Fine. I forgot know. about that. All right? I forgot. <laughs> I like, what you talking about, man. It's double I'm as rusty as Dan Lazaro was the first week. That's all. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot that was a thing. Yeah. It was yeah. a really good idea by FPF to, to add uh, a game. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just so forgot. that's why for the All Star, that's my argument yeah. though, right? For the All Star, yes. the number two spot though. Now, could they have the argument to say that like, we can make a run f- towards uh, they, a chance to be in that one? I mean, they're spot. they're in control of that, right? So um, essentially, they can't really lose, and they don't have Braves again on the schedule. So if they win out, it's their they have at least the second seed, right? So. You know what I mean? it, like, it's gonna be fascinating because you're, you're right though with like Gryffindor I think will have a big factor in this whole process with All-Stars in particular and Braves because Braves do play Gryffindor I believe in two weeks or in three weeks do you think like Gryffindor's defensive troubles are an actual issue or will it get better throughout the season because they played less games right I hope it's better because oh. they got athletes but this this that, I don't know I mean, I was telling AJ, I go, you know, you guys have athletes. Is this a question of understanding your, your concepts? I don't mm-hmm. think they understand that. Some guys. I'm not saying all of them. Some guys don't. Yeah, but defense, it takes one guy to not understand it, and it falls apart for the entire defense, right? Yeah, and, and like the whole, the like a guy runs the wrong route, ideally you just don't throw to that guy, and, and maybe half of your concept still, still stands. But on defense, if one guy blows the coverage, it's Right, and, and they'll, they'll literally play God skills on Sunday, same time as last week, 6 p.m. at Lachine 3. And so we'll know. We'll have a better gauge of, okay, well, did they improve off? They won by three. Are they going to improve on that three-point win by maybe winning by 10 or by 14 points? Because you figure Lazaro now is going to be back in rhythm, and this could be his coming out party where if they're at two and three with five to go, uh, they'll have the All-Stars. They'll have the Braves. They'll have Flagmar Sack. And then right there is the Mortal Kombat of, of names that they'll have to go through to get to the top of the pinnacle here. So we'll know by then if they're going to be legit or not. No, so. for sure, for sure. It's um, 
It's going to be interesting to see. Um, All-Stars and Gryffindor have a game less played as, as do God Skills. Mo, what uh, Mortal Kombat character do you used to play? Or do you play? I was... Uh, I liked Scorpion a lot. Yeah, me too, actually. Sub-Zero was cool. I've ne- On the... When it was like the... Uh, the, the arcade one? Well, the arcade one was anything, but when you, when you had to use the, uh, the, not joystick. the joystick, but yeah. the, the D-pad, yeah. I couldn't do the half moons or the quarter moons. So anyone who had those moves, I wouldn't choose. So I was good with Scorpion. I was down with Raiden. Uh, those were my main two. Johnny Cage was cool. Johnny Cage was cool, too. Johnny Cage was cool. You just like punching people in the nuts. Mm. Yeah. Finish him. Anyway, uh, on to Div 2. And Party Crashers All Hooks. They're off to a flurry now, Pease, with where they are in the standings. Uh, Party Crashers are four and one in second place. All hooks are three and one and one. Um, we don't really. T- I know we speak all hooks, all hooks here and there, but who do you have more confidence now going towards the final five games? Party Crashers, or all hooks to maintain their high clip. Uh, Party Crashers have had some inconsistency on the roster, so that's worrisome. Um, all hooks feel like. Um, a team kind of like playing with house money yeah that they're not supposed to be winning right like they're new to the division they yeah they were tier one in the fall but fall is different and also they were new to tier one um you know and you know they tied kgb who yeah. are the reigning division two champions they they uh they beat the apocalypse they they, they like okay like um when they played head-to-head party crashes all hooks um Party Crashers won 41-26, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that all hooks have this sort of unpredictable characteristic because they don't know that they're not supposed to be good, right? right? So right. so it, that's always a fun a fun vibe. And I think if, if they catch Party Crashers on a, on, a, on, a, on a day where Party Crashers don't have uh, all of their – don't have the best of their pieces, uh, because, again, we, we've seen already that they've had players miss games, um, that might – come to haunt them especially in in this division where you know seeding seeding will matter seeding will will play a role massive um and uh yeah i think uh i i don't know if i have more faith in all hooks but i i think there's something special about what they're doing at the moment i'm intrigued by by prior crashes because i've score kept i think for their game so far and 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 Fred Dupuis, you know, he's really taking this team to the next level of excellence on offense. Their defense is very good. You look at some of the players that they have on the roster uh, that have played well for them, and I'll give you some names in particular that, that really stand out for me. Emil Taifer, who was a former U-Sports football player. They have a lot of U-Sports. I- exactly. And, and Phil Ferrand, uh, who, who plays also on, on a different team. Those are the two guys, uh, the central figures to their casting yeah, call that do it well. Just, you know, a guy like Guillaume Paquette, only playing a single game. It'd be nice to see him yeah, play more games. Than, you know, fr- like Frank Hogue, we, I know we like to make fun of him, but he's he's a safety blanket for... Uh, for I don't uh, like to make fun of Frank Hogue. Maybe I do. There's other people I like to make fun of. He's not he's not one of them. I think Simon Dagenet. I think... I think I, well, that's it. We only like to make fun of him because... If, if we do make fun of him, it's because he plays with Simon Dagenet. Yeah. But I think he's a very versatile player. Um, because of a big place. Well, because he's, he's a guy who's a, like a bit smaller, right? So you... You don't even notice him, but yeah. he 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 breaks in the ball well. He's he's a, an intelligent player. He can play rusher in, if you, in a, in a pinch. He can play receiver at all the different positions. I think I've seen him snap also, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Like he's to me like yeah, he's not going to be your star, but he's one of those guys who fills a gap on your team and he's not a hindrance to your team. He doesn't cost your team. Right. 
And, and not only that, though, piece. I mean, like, we'll get a better sample size of prior crashes. Their next three games, Terror Squad, Erjos Medic, and Hashtag NR. And those are the sole, I mean, beyond um, KGP, those are the other three big hitters of this division that can do well. Is there something like that team which is like should have been in Div 1, but if they were, they were going to get destroyed, so they have to like cannibalize Div 2 in terms of the yeah, lower Yeah, it's sort teams? of that tweener, like, right? That they're not, they're not big enough to play Div 1, but they're, you know, whatever, not small enough, whatever it is, right? That whole notion that they're just a tweener-sized team there. But, yeah. but I think this is good for them because, look, I want to see a, a, a change-up of teams and if, if this is a situation where party crashes could be that difference maker, like KGP finally made the, the show, but we just need that change of taste of what we want. If this is it, I'm yeah. really looking forward to it. Well, I was talking to uh, the guys from UM after the game, just as we, and uh, I think uh, AJ Gomes was there. Yeah. I forget who else. There was, there was three people. I'm blanking on the third person, so I'm sorry, dude. I just forgot. Uh, but I asked Jesse, I said, so UM playing Div, Div A in the spring? And they're like, yep. It was like not no hesitation. Like Good they know them. that like this is probably their last chance in Div Two. They they want that um, that, that chance ring. of championship. That but ring. to your point, it would be cool to see something like Party Crashers, where they're not a team. I think either of us sort of signified as like a a potential uh, top team in the division, and you know they're showing us that we should have taken notice in preseason, basically. Well, they're going to the playoffs. Uh, I yeah. think I think that's that's a foregone conclusion at four and one. I think one more win it, will be just, more than enough. It'd be cool. It'd be cool to see, or even again, like I, I, all hooks is three and one, right? Like yeah. like one of these two teams. Uh, to to your initial point, putting on a show for us, being new teams ish in the division. I know Friends of Peace playing division, but like this is the f- his first time with like this full core, right? Yeah. Um, or first time in a while, anyway. So. There's some good storylines there, you know what I mean? Where it's like, UM, we expect it to be dominant. Uh, KGP, three-time champion, I guess the story there is, can they win four straight championships, yeah. which would be ridiculous, uh, you know? Look, I, I, again, before going to the next topic here, I think Pride Crash can finish no, no lower than six. I think that's going to be their floor yeah. uh, in, in the uh, playoff rankings, and of course, being first will be the ceiling, but we'll see what happens. And I'm personally surprised by Terror Squad. Um, I just thought that uh, they were competitive for a long time um in the past but a lot of teams got better and i, I just didn't see really like mm-hmm. um you know we have alex Pilon playing a couple of games and, and patron playing a couple of games but they're three and one with a, a fairly interesting like rotating cast of characters yeah, it's not the same all hugs team that not we're, all hugs. We're, no, we're, but, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, Terror um, Squad. Terror Squad that we're not. Well, but it, Terror Squad. it looked like it was when they registered the team, but now, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know now how this plays out in the postseason. Like, what's the final roster look like? You could pull a Gino Tafazi with the roster, right? Well, that being so said, can we also give a quick shout out to Tambilia Death coming off yeah, the well, uh, the arm injury? I think we did that last week, but yeah. No, I don't think we did actually. Either way, I, I'm, I'm certain I've done it at some point this season. 24 touchdowns, three interceptions, yeah. quarterback rating of 131, and completion percentage of 75.6. Do we have a comeback player of the year award in this? We league? should because he deserves it. Yeah. Small P deserves it for sure. We'll call it the Pease Del Reese trophy. Right. We should call all of our trophies the Pease Del Reese trophy. The Paulo Del Rock. We'd call it the Mocan trophy, but he never came back. The Del Rocker trophy. <laughs> Um, don't call it a comeback trophy. No. I When you look at the quarterbacks in this division here in particular, Jeff Rosenblatt of Apocalypse and Greg Stern of uh, Incredibles Peas, uh, they both had some uh, towards start. Not towards, but Not very stinkers. Vol- stinkers, volcanic starts here. Uh, they played each other week seven, but the point is in this question is that who do you have more confidence in to get their team into the playoffs? Right now, Incredibles are holding the last spot 
one game above Swoosh, Outlaws, and the Apocalypse. I don't understand how Apocalypse are on five. Yeah, I've scored cap a few of the games. They don't look good, and I feel like Jeff is in again weight class of Division Two. Not I. I disagree. I, I think I've seen Jeff play at this level before, and like he's he's a really good quarterback who generally avoids mistakes. Um, but that hasn't really been the situation this season, right? Like they're not scoring. He's taking sacks, which he also doesn't normally do. He's uh, turning the ball over. Um, Maybe it's going to take him a season to to get his bearings. But to me, Jeff Rosenblatt, I thought, middle of the pack, Division two quarterback. Yeah. Um, again, and he's he's similar enough to Corey Perry in that, like, it because I, I, I draw the, I often draw a parallel because they started in FPF together, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Pecker's skill was not, or is not, he's still alive, um, is not his, <laughs> his, uh, his, uh, natural given skill right it's yeah. just his understanding his ability to adapt and and, and um, he's just a really good athlete and is able to, to make plays Jeff Rosenblatt reminds me of that just someone who's not like a proto- prototype but um, just always finds a way to get the job done and it's not working out this season he looks like so at this point just because of the way he's played it's different from how my answer would have been early in the season I think Incredibles are, are better set to hold on to the last, last playoff spot. But honestly... I don't trust Greg I, Stern, though. But that's I, the thing. is, He's playing better than Jeff Rosenblatt, at least. But I don't know if his I team think, co- has confidence in Greg Stern. I don't see it, I don't though. think... I think the team... I think, objectively, the Incredibles seem to be missing a piece. Whereas I thought... I thought that the, the Apocalypse were a more well-built team. It's sort of... You know what it is? And I know you're a big Dolphins fan. It's sort of like Greg Stern's Tua Tagovailoa, and he's got the pieces now, you know, kind of make it happen. And and look, I when I score kept their game two weeks ago when they had a well, three score lead. In the well, second. he's under sixty percent completion, so Tua is not an accurate comparison. Well, you know, I'm the same from the perspective of the firepower, but you know, they they had played all hooks uh, two weeks ago, and they were up three scores in the second half, and they lost by one. Uh, even against Team Swoosh, even though they won by 19, it wasn't a convincing win. Like It took them until midway through the second half to really put the game away. Mm-hmm. Against a Swoosh team that's still trying to figure themselves out, they're in a different level of, of play. They should be in the lower division. But I just don't know if Greg Stern, it's sort of like he's gun-shy when he lets go of the football. Like He doesn't have confidence in his arm to get that ball into the target that should be going to then, waiting for it, waiting for it to get sacked or throwing the ball I thought away. I thought there would be some... some um Sometime for Greg Stern to sort of get back into FPF shape, because last time I was wrong. I actually forgot he had played Division Two, but when I looked up his his last appearance in Div Two was quite good. So, like I think at some point that'll come back. Sort of the muscle memory will come back. I actually just think the team is missing one speed threat. They 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 have uh, Chris Miart, who's been there every game. Um, they they you know the rest of them are good body receivers. But they don't have another legitimate speed threat on the team. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, that's a fair point you bring up. And and uh, look, James O'Hane has become their stretch guy. Miar's like it's it, look. Up. But it's Papage, nobody's slow except Terry Town. No, but but but, but, but like can stretch it though. Yeah, but but I'm saying like he's not a burner. He's a guy. He's they're ball winners. They're all guys who win balls. Like like um, you know, Bertoldi uses his body to to, to and and Vince Ardone will use their bodies to create space and and they're good route runners and and you have James Olahai and, and uh, Nikki Papich who are ball winners. They'll go get the ball in the air, but Chris Miard is the only guy on the team who legitimately burns guys. Right? 
where where you're throwing to a guy who can legitimately just get wide open. Because again, it's diff too. Nobody's slow. No, you know, none of these guys are slow. I'm just saying that there's not uh, like there's not anybody on this team who's that next level of speed. But other I, than Chris, I Piotr. think also for Greg, he, he can make passes, but he can't make throws. Like he can't make that deep twenty yard like in the seamless needle of the eye going it's right. Like, to the it's like it's like being in love, but being loving someone but not being in love. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like you, but I don't love you. you oh. know? <laughs> I know. I guess. Well, I, mean, I, I was gonna say at least I love you, Mo, but I'm not in I love know. with you. Of but course. now I don't even know if, about that. Of course. I'm in like with you, I guess. Of course. We'll see. It, we'll see if the Incredibles will love Craig Stern at the end of the season. Uh, Eagle, what is the next division? We're gonna go into co-ed mode. Co-ed. Okay, Eagle. All right, Eagle, keeping us in line here with co-ed. Uh, as we break down the co-ed division here, I love but, how the script doesn't have any information on co-ed. What are you talking about? I just hit F5 and there's nothing in here, so. Uh, you must have the wrong script then, Eagle. We updated that. I imagine we're going to talk about the game of the week. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you know what it was, Mo? I am. Right now, as my computer loads up, I actually <laughs> will have it up soon enough here as the internet is a little you bit You didn't slow. watch the promo teaser on our YouTube channel, slash our Instagram page, slash our Facebook page, slash Chris Vives Instagram page, slash Chris Vives Facebook page. I was page. busy with uh, basketball this week calling games here. so uh, It's 30 seconds long. I know, but I didn't see it pop up on my news feed. So what was the game of the week? In most, in most defense, you know how many from, from FPF? You know how many things field? and you know how many times things he can do in thirty seconds? You know, it was on a field, long and wide, roof on top. I can probably go find the video and play it before you'll figure out what game it was. Uh I did see a highlight video, but I just don't know which one it was. I don't remember. It's been so long now. Anyway, uh by the way, uh, I think it's been less than forty eight hours. It might have been less than forty hours, man. I'm so like locked into uh play by play right now. It, so. it was it was party mix and power rangers. Yes, I did see that video, yes. I apologize. That was at uh Brossart? Lachine. Lachine, fair enough then. Okay, so we'll have the game of the week uh coming up here. So let's dive into now P's uh party mix in control at four and of their division. Power Rangers hovering right behind them at four and one. Uh, are we starting to see now the shaping of the co-ed one come to life of, that we know who's going to be the top tier teams compared to the rest of the pack? Yeah, um, I was led to believe going into the season that um, it was Power Rangers to lose. Um, it wasn't Brossard, or was it not? It says Lachine on the site. And that it was the highlight in Brossard, actually. You don't, no, this is clips from other games in the past. So there's so much footage. That's what I saw. Yeah. Okay, carry on, peace. So, um, I thought, despite being told that, I thought that Party Mix had a chance. Uh, Power Rangers suffered an injury uh, to a player who I'm not remembering on the moment uh, at the moment. Uh, oh, it was Mary Lou Bellin, right? Yeah, you I'll were there. I'll, yeah, I was there for that one. That yeah. hurts. That that I think that evens the playing field a little bit uh, between Power Rangers and Party Mix. So. Uh, Party Mix, of course, came into the season with an injury as well. So it, it kind of took Power Rangers from being that A-double-plus team to an A-plus team. And that puts them in the same range as, as Party Mix. And they came out uh, with the win a, a, in this game. So obviously, losing Belan is, is, is huge, right? Um, but they still scored 27 points. They were still within striking range. They still turned over Francis Doria twice. Uh, Tam Villadeth, you know, if he doesn't make those mistakes, if he doesn't throw the interceptions, I think they, they hang on to win it. But this is this is a, a great effort by Party Mix to to overcome. Um, so I'm happy about that. Um, Jasmine Farmer, by the way, had a great game for uh, for for Power Rangers. 
and Constantinople as well. Those are the pieces as they've already been relied upon, but but in the absence of Bernard, they'll have to, to rely on, on them as well. Um, and Olivier Lebert is the guy I brought up last week in the in the longer podcast, the podcast plus. Yeah, um, podcast after that. He's works. a dude who I said like he's a really good player who's not as well known in sort of top division circles yet, but he's he's a really really good athlete and a really good player. Um, so happy to see him putting up numbers as well in, in co-ed. So would we say that this is now part of Mix's division or championship to lose at this point of the year? Or are you still? Uh, I think Power Rangers still the top team by a hair, but it's closer than it was before Bilan's injury. And so if Bilan comes back, then I think they become sort of the the odds-on favorite again. Okay, so then in the pack of teams where there's Easy Fun, Two and a Half Kittens, etc., uh, Bishop Sycamore, who knows? But um. In the next two teams of Kittens and Easy Fun, do you think they have the horsepower to upend one of these teams if they do meet them in the playoffs, which is most likely than not now? Um, Easy Fun's really good. And Jeremy White's playing in Division 2 now, right? So um, the reads happen a lot quicker in in in, uh, in Div 2 than it, does in, um, than it does in co-ed. So I think that's helping him out a lot. Um, at the same time, he's played at this level before uh, in co-ed, I'm, sa- I'm saying. So he's played in co-ed before. He, he sort of understands the way to succeed in co-ed. I thought Joey Taylor was uh, tailor-made for co-ed because... Oh, he, the play he, on words. Sorry? The play on words. No, I didn't realize it. Pun not intended, but fully appreciated. Um it's just that because of the quick release, because of his ability to buy time, he's been sacked he was, fifteen times. But he got sacked nine times in one game. Yeah. Uh, by what's her name? I'll bring it up in a sec while we're talking. Um, that to me uh, was sort of shocking to see. But it's kind of what Joy Taylor does a lot of times. He'll run up to the line of scrimmage, and if he doesn't have a read, he just takes. He'd he'd rather take a one yard sack and have the ability to run on second or third down than not be able to run and gain a yard, basically. So I've seen him take sacks purposefully. I, d- I wasn't at this game, so I, I would imagine part of it was that, but also nine sacks is, is nonsense. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I remember years ago, the Baltimore Ravens had a, had a special. Um, for every sack the Ravens had that day, uh, you would get $2 off your pizza for Pizza Hut. And that day, it was 1997, they were playing the Philadelphia Eagles. They had eight sacks. So two dollars off—that's sixteen dollars off of your pizza in the Baltimore area. Yeah, it was it was Jessica Mostapin who got the right the nine sacks. We've talked about uh, is that a record in in the game? Uh, Eags nine sacks. Game? Yeah, I think it is. It has to be a record. As your same piece. We we've talked about uh, Bishop Sycamore before that it's a lot of uh, youth sports talent, both men and women. Right. Um, and Mostapin is a ridiculous athlete. I uh, told Alexis Dubois about them, and then he saw them in person. He's like, I can't believe how big this team is. And both the men and women, very tall, very rangy. Uh, Bostapin is one of such of the athletes on this team. And uh, she... She might have locked up the Defensive Play of the Year award. I, I said, you know, like, I was saying, if you look just at the counting stats, she she might win it just because of this game. I know sometimes when people put it once, like, stats up in a single game, then... It's sort of weighed by the committee a little bit, but yeah. I think if she just has one more big game, it's pretty much like her who's player of the game. By the way, it was the record. Before that, four people had eight sacks, so nine takes the crown. There you go. 
Who are so the other? Who are the other players that have eight? Vladimir Pires, Jean Philippe Lemelin, uh, Nathan Nathan Plant, and Marc Antoine Valley. Yeah, she has fifteen sacks in five yeah. games. Yeah, that's that's pretty. Impressive. That's really good. That's I, I, at this point, I don't even know how she doesn't. And three <laughs> three PDs. I, I at this point, I don't know how she doesn't win uh, defensive player of the year. Uh, I was going to say, will Joey Taylor have more sacks than touchdown passes? He's at 19 compared to the 15 sacks he has. I would imagine he finishes more touchdowns. Um, I think once he learns to trust everyone on his team, he's going to be a very dangerous quarterback in co-ed. He just has everything that works in co-ed. He, he right. buys time. He's pretty good on his feet. He has a quick, re- quick release. He has a playbook that gets the ball out of his hand. Uh, he allows players to create in space. Uh, he calls a lot of pick plays. It, it just everything that uh, tends to work in, in co-ed. Uh, co-ed, too. Uh, we're seeing Kiss My End Zone, the leader of the pack right now, at 4-1. and one. Are you surprised by that piece? No. It's a team that was a playoff team in fall. Uh, I saw them as being the, the favorite in the division. Gino DeFazio can't throw. For Yin and Yang this season because yeah. his rating is too high. So how angry was he about that? By the way, uh, I'm sh- I, I don't I can't even imagine the 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 complaints and the emails. I'm happy I don't ha- I don't get them. Eagle, can you di- can you divulge that deep dive for us? That please. Uh, we do not comment on any emails we receive. What do you the U.S. Except government? Want to. Well, yeah. what is this? <laughs> Except for the times that we do. Um, I have to say though, Fit Squad yeah. has turned stuff around. Uh, after I saw them play and they look they look bad. Um, when they played against three hunters, um, and then they're a completely different team against Team Commando. I, they're playing at the same time as I was, so I looked over and I caught a little bit of their game. Uh, still, a lot of deep shots by Felix Goulet. Um, as you can see, he completed only ten passes, but five of them were touchdowns. Um, but it wasn't reckless. It was a lot of intermediate and the players taking the field and players that were just wide open. Roxanne uh, Granger, probably Granger. Please correct me if uh, if yeah. you uh, hit me up on all socials. Uh, you, I'm happy to. It's uh, important hear from that we, we have the proper pronunciation. Yeah, we just is. we just don't know you guys as well. So uh, it, for the times that I'm wrong, I'm, I'm happy to hear about it. Um, unless they'll, they'll have unless Man. you're Joe Cano, in which case I'll still keep calling yeah, you Joe Cano. Cano. Uh, they they have Kiss Man Zone Week Ten mm-hmm. uh, at the end of the year. Uh, they and they beat them by three in Week uh, Three that it was. Um, perhaps it's for the one. Perhaps it could be for the one. By the way, that we're having a, a collision course with these two teams, me in week uh, ten. Mm-hmm. But could you see, or could you foreshadow that maybe Fit Squad is your number one seed in the playoffs? So I think, uh, I, I think, Kiss Man's on are the best built team. Um, Alexis Bois, James Drysdale, uh, Iggy uh, Valdez Manzanero. Very good receivers. Uh, but then you have Erica Dubois, who's super reliable. Abigail Cockerton, super reliable. Rafael Pelan is coming along really well, uh, especially on defense. Um, so, and and they added, like, Alex Rush is a guy who's an interesting addition. I just, I'm writing my Division 6 uh, midseason breakdown. Yes. So I'm exhausted, by the way. Uh, Your 5,000 word epic uh, article. Oh my God. It, it won't, it'll be far more than 5,000. 5,000 is my normal article, so um, it'll be far more than that. Um, the thing is, is I talked about it because he's playing on Tropic Thunder. And yeah. He's such a big addition because he's a great football mind. Like He's not someone who's 
as athletically gifted as somebody else, some other players you see. But I played right. against McCoy the last season, and the way he was able to have his team adapt on the fly, like not even waiting till halftime, mm-hmm. drive to drive to drive, uh, showed me. I was like, oh no, this guy's a really, really, really smart football player, um, and b- people take his. You know, they, they see him, they don't think he's that athletic, but athleticism is more than just speed, right? And and having a awareness, having a knowledge, and having the ability to put yourself in the right position at the right time is is really important. And I, I was blown away by his play when, when I played against him in Kuwait, and I, it surprises me uh, not at all that him being on this team has, imp- has improved their defense. Uh, by the way, uh, congratulations for last sacked, their first win. It's not their first win, their third win! Th- well, anyway. the third win. We keep saying it's the first win, but uh, we were proven wrong by Alexis Dubois. Uh, but uh, what is it? A Mandela effect. So yeah, first, yeah. Win. First, first win. First win. First win of the season, of the yeah. year. But it's great. They're four points now, and, and that's big and for them. Listen, and against a wide wide team. They've well. lost less team less games than they haven't lost this season. Yeah. Which is right. the first time they've got to midseason and that's the case. 100%. So that's, that's, that's important, right? Like There are a couple of extra points for being three and two. After having a dreadful fall campaign, but uh, you know, I'm, uh, look, they they've been here since fall of 2020. Um, yeah, that sounds correct. Yeah, fall of 2020. It's been so long, my God. Anyway, um, the last year both flew by and also was six years long. Yeah, exactly. And anyway, so they they got destroyed and had their souls taken from them in, in the fall cup of 2020. But they stuck with it now, and, and hopefully this is now their their uh, opportunity. That they, it's a fork in the road that they are now going the right direction for them to become. Oh, we've always said the team is a decent team. It's just they didn't have a quarterback for a long time, right? Or if if whoever was playing quarterback was not a receiver, so you can't throw the ball to yourself. Yeah. And it was just the moment you get that figured out, now you put up six scores in a game, uh, five scores because I can't do math. Now you're at a point where, okay, I can play football. Like we always talk about four scores being what you need to win a game. And now they're at that point. So actually it's five scores. If you pay attention to the show. Yeah. But I'm saying you need at least four. No, five. You, please verify, please. Five That's scores. Five, five scores. Thank you. I said you need at least four. No, no, it's five. five. That's what we've been saying on the show forever. But he's on his Pokemon. What show do you work on? At least four. Oh, sorry, he he, he pressed Wait, the button. Four more than five? I, I, I'm, I know you just yeah. admitted to not being able to do math. So that's why. Yeah, I'm he, he's giving us a look now. He's giving us the annoying <laughs> look. Okay, idiots. You heads anyway but congrats to the sec though uh it, it's it's been a long time coming and they finally got it though so good for them on that front uh division three uh we dive into that now and what they have lined up here and so bless big win for them over sheesh on monday but look at it now peas on that side of the conference who can take them out is it sheesh is it touch it catch it or is it someone else in that division that can take them out it's only sheesh what about Touch or Catch, though? Uh, yeah. Look, Touch or Catch is really good, actually. Um, they, they're they playing below their skill level. Well, let's wait. Let Hold on. Let's start with a preface here. Touch or Catch It has four games left, and they're three and three. Yeah. They need to win all four of their games, and Bless needs to lose the next but three games who, to be caught. But who, Do you understand that? Right. But who's going to beat them, though? Like, Bless at the most, like, in the playoff time, because. Nobody. They're going to win championship. You you have them winning championship. I, right I now. do. I think I think so. I think they're going to the championship. I think Sheesh is their only competition, and even at that, I think Blessed is just a more complete team, and their offense is ridiculous. I think their only challenge is legitimately on the other side when it comes to Thor's Hammer or Junkyard Dogs. I, th- I think that's the only challenge. 
uh, Thor's Thor's is good. I, I, I watched them. Junkyard Dogs is intriguing. They really intrigue me because they have not not on the same skill set of of what Bless has, but they have elements of it that they can. They have compete. this. They have size and speed the way Bless do, right? Yeah. They have strong quarterbacking the way Bless do. And Mark Steinberg's out for the year, by the way. Oh, he is. Yeah. Okay, that Looks changes. Like, yeah. But it's cap room, right? So like, Byron Steinberg's a player who's replaceable. He's replaceable. He's gone for the whole year. You sure? It appears so. I may say the quiet part loud. So you 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 started like with a very certain yes, and then it's like it appears. You know yes. what? Maybe, um, uh, maybe not. <laughs> I went from yes to maybe to maybe not. No, no. From 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 what I, what was mentioned on Monday, uh, that he's definitely out. He's definitely out for the foreseeable future. Maybe back for the playoffs at best, but probably doubtful. That's a huge blow. But that said, like it's an eighty eighty rating, so it's like not that a player is replaceable. It's not what I mean, but like. When you have, let's say for example it would have been someone like Terry Babalis, uh, who's got a lower rating, or Jafar Hassan, uh, who's essentially free on this roster, right? Yeah. Um, that's harder to replace than a guy who's got an eighty-eight rating, right? There's a lot mm-hmm. of players rated about that where you can you can pick from. It's not Marvin Steinberg because I think he's uniquely talented and he fits this roster uniquely well. Um, but like, they still have James Langstroth, Kevin Smuda. Phil Farah, Will Power. It's it's really good, man. <laughs> like it's a really good. Oh, team. No, and, and you know, Andrew Langberg and I, we were we were chit chatting going back to the parking lot after the game. He says, "Man, it's just like they ma- Like he said, it, he wasn't shy at all. They are a matchup problem. Yeah, you know they, like, you know they go. That, that's why I think junkyard junkyard dogs from a matchup perspective. Like I don't and know. Paul Lapierre can be a big difference if they do have a collision course. Absolutely, and the same thing with the two submergence, right? The, the, their ability to, to play in the air yeah. nullifies kind of what Will Power does a little bit um, in terms of Will Power as a ball winner, right? Um, yeah. So, and even Marvin, even Steinberg, if he, if he does come back, you know that's kind of the thing that those guys add to that offense, um, and they have speed as well. You know, Felix Ferro, for example, is a very good defender, but I see he hasn't played a game actually. So, uh, but we'll also, the Smurgers have a chip on the shoulder because of what happened in the spring season when yeah. they lost to this blessed team, right? In that, in that infamous, I still give game. blessed a slight edge, but it, like it's a, it's a coin flip, right? It's 51-49 kind of thing. Um, and then when you look at um, Thor's hammer. That's a team that uh, I think has the top end talent, and like like we just, we said about um, Jeff Rosenblatt, like yeah, with the way he's struggling in in Div two, he's not in Div three. Like yeah, like he's a Div two quarterback simply by the fact that he's too good for Division three. Thirty one touchdowns and one interception halfway through the season. He's having an awesome year. In he's been three. sacked zero times. Remember yeah. how I said he doesn't get sacked normally? Yeah. He's been sacked zero times. He's been sacked eight times. And he's got time. Anthony Breezewell on that roster. He's a big fan of Breezewell and, uh, and Dawson Pierre. Crackwood's amazing, dude. Yeah, and Dawson Pierre's Dawson Pierre, uh, Jonathan Laristis, Anthony Breezewell, James Drysdale. Like, there's, there's speed everywhere. It's it's tailor-made to what Rosenblatt wants to do is, is just attack in different levels and let guys do their damage. Um, and... <laughs> like Dawson Pierre is indefensible in the red zone. So do we have our in, in conference B, do we have our six playoff teams set? Because it feels like it is set with what we have currently in the standings because Killer Bees have a two game lead, albeit with Speed Academy having two games in hand against them. But more or less here, every team from six on up has three wins or more. The internet is stalling. Can we get it? There we go. Yeah. Conference B? Yeah. 
yeah there's so conference b um so there's no there's there's the you know conference a has lightweight and Loompas who have not been competitive right no so the conference b doesn't have that but what they do have is sort of like a a stronger top six like you said it's an uh, enriched uh top end than it yeah. is for conference uh, a i mean so like Killer Bees are that one team that can fall out because I don't think they're much better than Mangoose or Speed Academy. Um, I, I, I say Mangoose just because I think they're they're scoring enough and they're, they're talented enough to, to start winning where Pastor Prime just hasn't clicked the way I thought they would at all. You know what I would love? I, I know we can't do it now because it's too late, right? Uh, I, I know the way that it's structured, top two seeds are going to buy, which is fine. But in the following round, you have a crossover of playoff games. They do it for international tournaments. So, for example, let's say Bless would play, uh, I'm just saying uh, spitballing here, Expendables in the first round of their playoff run. And okay. so on and like so forth. Reseeding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, like instead of receding on each side of the bracket. Yeah, like, exactly. So if you get lot, but then if you get like upsets, if you get a lot of upsets on one side, it sucks for those teams that got the upsets. Yeah, no, for sure. Because right. then they got to they do it all because over again. The reason why I bring it up, I know, and we always had this discussion about playoff rankings, and not to get too deep into this, but uh, if we believe that Sheesh is the only team that can beat uh, Blessed, it would be a damn shame well, that it do, happens. Do you think anyone can beat Blessed? Yeah, I think Sheesh can. But other than uh, so yes, we agree on Sheesh. But yeah. do you have another suggestion? Conference no, in Conference A though. In Conference A, the question you asked me basically. Yeah, no. <laughs> just cause, just because I forgot a, to ask you for your yeah, opinion. Yeah, touch a catch it. Yeah, uh, it, it, from it, a talent perspective, it's just not working. But from a but no, from it's a, improved though for them. Like, it has, it has. You know, AJ's back in in the fold, and they just look much more comfortable. And Fred Millet, you know, as much as like the poke at him for being who he is. He's played well, and look, this it team just, goes for two. It, it, they yeah. go for two points every single time. But it's just what it is. It just if you have to put your faith in somebody, I know it's not. It doesn't. It's not just quarterbacks. But if you have to put your faith in a quarterback for a game, is it Fred Millette or Stephen Harpersad? Oh, of course, it's Stephen Harpersad. But is it, is it is it Fred Millette or or uh, Alex uh, Andrew Langberg? But if you get the good Fred Millette, right? he's unstoppable. But there's always a good Stephen Harpersad. There's always a good yeah, Andrew Langberg, right? Sure. They never have a bad version of themselves, right? Yeah. No, no, for sure. Look, I love polar. I love those quarterbacks who who play that way. I'm one of those guys, <laughs> you know. So I appreciate what happens in all divisions. <laughs> oh man. So anyway, but we'll see how it plays out here. Uh, look, ECW faces Junkyard Dogs this week. What are the keys, and who needs this win? Because right now, if you look at the standings of this division as we speak, uh, ECW's is four and one in the in the second hole. Junkyard Dogs are four and one in the three hole in the playoff standings here. So in the long view, who needs this win? EZW for me. Um, I think Junkyard Dogs kind of are just going through the motions of the regular season. They know they're the best team or second best team in, in, in Conference B. Uh, EZW, um, they've been on fire when it comes to their offense. I think that they're a team that's uh, they kind of just ride hot. Um, so they're going to need to have sort of that, um, how can I put it? Their picture was taken outdoors, by the way. Since we started the season in January, yeah. I don't know if that's possible. I'm pretty sure that's the wrong picture. But um, there's one picture, I forget what team it is, that it's so stretched out you have to click on it to get it to its normal size. Nice. Yeah. It's been a pa- it's been a long, long pandemic for all of us folks. Uh, but yeah, so EZW, they're kinda like a I'm struggling to find a word. Let's say emotional team. Just because I, I can't find the right word for it, but like you know what I mean, like they kind of ride their hot streaks, and then when they when they start losing, they, the they highest of highs, the lowest of lows. Yeah, 
So if they can just keep a streak going the whole season, which I think they can because yeah. of the, the showtime nature of their offense, um, I I think I think I think it's worthwhile. I think it, it, I think they're the team to look out for uh, if they can do that. So if if they get past junkyard dogs, it shows them to themselves, hey, we can ride this hand all season long, you know. Yeah, and, and it puts them in play for the number one seed. And that Agreed. would, in theory, if they get the number one seed, they could avoid junkyard dogs in the second round of the playoffs if they were to meet as a two three. So I, I think junkyard dogs is okay, and I think you're right that Easy W definitely needs to win more than than they do. So if they're going to do it, I think this is going to be one of those games that's going to be over the, the, the betting line of whatever, plus 54. I think it'd be like 54 and a half. I mm-hmm. think it'd be over that for sure on that. All right, oh, so wait, 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 for a team to score? No, no, total points in the game. Oh, it's going to be more than that. It may be double that. 60, maybe. <laughs> 65. I mean, like, I, I think EZW puts up 35, 40 by themselves, and I don't yeah. think. I think it's going to be like an 80-point game. Yeah. Personally, you know. Like. I hope so. I hope so. All right, since uh, Iggy took my idea, because I gave him the idea last uh, last Monday or last Wednesday in the parking lot, uh, the best DB in Div 3 in our now new hot topic segment, start him, bench him, or cut him. So there's three names for your piece. I'll give you three names for best DB in Div 3. Phil Farrand. But, but wait, if they're the best DBs, then why would you cut you one of them? You have to cut one. You have to cut them one. You know what's interesting? I heard uh, there's an ex-NBA player talking about the commodification of players and how segments like this make them feel like meat. But let's do it. That's what it is, man. <laughs> meat market. Okay. Phil Farrand, Vincent Morissette, Ariel Libratti, the three best DBs so-called in this division. Start him, bench him, cut him. Who are you starting? I had a recent run-in with, with Vincent Morissette where I the ball left my hand. And I was said I literally said touchdown on my head, and he undercut the receiver, and the ball was thrown high and still got to the high point to pick it off. Like there was not a way he could get to that ball and got there. So I was really impressed by that. But I might cut him because of that reason. Oh uh, wow! Because I'm mad at him. <laughs> Phil Farrand to me. Oh well. So who who would you bench then? Phil Farrand is the the top of this class for me. He just does everything. Um, He's a really complete defender. Um, I like him a lot, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna start him. And you're gonna bench Ariel. I think I bench Ariel, and I and I I cut Vince Morissette because he picked me off and made me really mad because I was I was sure that was a touchdown. I was sure that was a touchdown. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> no, he's really good. He's yeah. uh, he's and he's uh, he's a really really talented player that looks somewhat un- unassuming. He's very aggressive in the routes that he takes to balls on defense. He he's looking for picks. He's looking for turnovers. That's it's like a, an upper division mentality. Yeah. Um, he's not just looking to make a safe tackle. He's looking to make a play every play. Uh, I like him a lot. I'm I'm a huge fan, so I cut him. I'm I'm gonna start Phil Farrand. I'm gonna bench. Yeah. I think I the same thing. Ariel, Ariel will be my, on my bench. Can I say that? Has, 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 uh, what's that show with Stephen A. Smith? Has no, first take taught you nothing? You're supposed to say the opposite thing, even if you don't believe it. I know. I know, but I have to agree You're with supposed you. to contrive it, Mo. I know. I, I wish we had Mad Dog and, and Stephen A. here doing this show today. It would be funny. Uh, Ariel. You mean to tell me? Yeah, they had a whole argument about uh, the best NBA teams in the last, like, 50 years, and... 
So did all the for Mad Dog? Did they all exist fifty years ago? Oh, Mad Dog just went <laughs> off on Stephen A. Oh my God, it was funny. So basically, you'd be Mad Dog, right? Because well, all the best it, FPF teens existed fifteen years ago. No, no. Is he? Is he not. still? <laughs> is he still ignoring that Bob Cousy's like career shooting percentage is like thirty uh, percent? he was just going off saying some stupidness, saying would 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 Steph Curry be taking over this guy, that guy, that guy, that yeah, guy? Was like, anyway. He would. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I got Farhan as my starter. Uh, Lerati is my bench guy, and Morissette is my cut guy. Cutty Morissette. Yeah, yeah, he likes me too. Did, did he pick you off? No, he's a super nice, nice guy too. Guy. I literally, yeah, as I'm bad. saying it, I'm, I, for those listening to the show, I have this huge smile on my face because yeah. it's a little tongue-in-cheek because he's a legitimately good dude too. He is like, a nice guy. <laughs> Very nice guy. All right, Eags, uh, what division are we covering now? Why, division four. Why do you hate Ariel Liberati? Why don't you say he's a nice guy? He's a nice guy. We were div- no. What division are we doing now, Eagle? We're doing division four. No, we're not. No, we're yes, not. We are. No, no, we're we not. need to do something else. Yes, we are, because we still have four, five, and six, and there's only two ones to split. That's okay. We're gonna split them now. So you're doing two of them back to back anyway. So now you're doing three and four back to back. Is my point. We're gonna do division 35 four. Plus. <laughs> Thirty-five plus. Fine, 35 plus. I don't give a fuck. It's fine. Uh, bleep. Bleep. I don't give a bleep. Okay, 35 plus. So we lose all of our sponsors, Mo? Uh, we did. We just lost everyone right now. That is one sponsor. Yeah. Unfortunately, the Catholic Church is no longer sponsoring this podcast. No. No. They've uh, left us. We're going to burn in hell. Okay. okay. Uh, 35 plus. Um, Spitfire are washing down the competition at 5-0. and uh, Two point. Or, uh, sorry. Two game lead over Mo- uh, Monster for first place. Uh, again, this is a division that, unfortunately, I thought shenanigans would be much more uh, of a force, but they're not. They're one and four. And they just edged out Ole Dutton this week. Yeah, and point. I just think for Spitfire now, for where they're positioned at 5-0, and oh, uh, the complete control of the division now is moving forward. And the way things are on sh- shaping up, they probably are on their way to being a champion of this division. They didn't have to add Don Shepard, right? No, but the rich get richer, right? Yeah, you 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 you, uh, you have yourself quality depth to work with. I know, but there was depth already. Uh, they were already far and away the best team in the division. Um, you know, they they, I thought Monster could have kept it closer, especially like Montreal Spitfire did the thing you you need them to do, which is turn the ball over, right? So you right. need Carmen Pulici to throw a couple of picks for you to have a chance, tied at halftime. Um and then it fell apart, you know. Um, I I I really thought that Monster could be the team to compete with them, but it, it's very clear at this point. Uh, it's just too much. And like we talk about Don Shepard, twelve targets, three of them turned into touchdowns, eight of them catches. He he's he was unstoppable in Div One. That was not that long ago. I can imagine he's very fairly unstoppable in thirty five plus. Yeah, well, I mean, like the, the best snapper in FBF history, if not se- second or third best, I guess, like whatever, yeah. like splitting hairs, like elite of the elite in FBF history. So. I just don't see them losing another game the rest of the way. I, I, I don't see it. I don't know who's going to beat them. I, it needs to be a game you like this. Also, have just a bad night, bad game. Someone gets called. But into the work. problem is, Eagle, this was a bad night, and and the and the the demolished monster. Then right. again, last week, 26-25, shenanigans almost beat them. The week before that, Odate's Outlaws are off by one score. So three weeks in a row, it's been close-ish games. It's just, it's just that the, the, their depth of talent is so good that they, they, they just control games. Like Even games that are close don't feel close. You know what I mean? Like, right. like they'll, they'll have a two-position lead, allow you to score, and then milk the clock. And, and, and like it'll, it'll look like a one-score game, but in reality, it was, it was a two-score game that was never in doubt. By the way, when did Nick Dana join uh, Duck Dynasty? 
Oh, a, a pen, he still has his pandemic beard, I believe. What the hell is that? My yeah. God. Anyway, that's your boy. Yeah, he is. He is. He's sort of like your... Um, uh, as, uh, on Instagram today, they had a funny Simpsons clip where Bart was missing was missing uh, Principal Skinner who went off to the army because he got him expelled from school. And Lisa goes, yeah, it's, not, it's that rivalry, right? Like Mellow Yellow Mountain Dew. Uh, Sherlock Holmes had his rival, and your rival is Skinner. Your rival is... Do you is, not know Professor Moriarty? Yeah, whatever it is. I lost online. But your rival is Nick Dana. I, 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 don't, know, I don't know if I consider him a rival. I uh, think he is. A rival needs to be at least on par with me at one thing on earth. He can bake. That's true. I suck. Well, no, but I suck at baking, so I, I'm not even his rival at baking. Yeah. Well, maybe I, Eagle's rival. I ignored... I bake. You co- well, you big cook. It's I I I'm I, not a scientist. I, I I'm a yeah. sh- I'm a chef. Yeah, I'm an <laughs> artist. A, a scientific <laughs> chef. <laughs> I I am not an artist. I uh, sorry, I'm not a scientist. I'm an artist, so therefore I don't bake. Right. Anyway, uh, tier two pacemakers five and zero. Oh, um, they so pacemakers were supposed to be like I I think I may have mentioned this, but pacemakers was you weren't here the most. So like no, so I like, You know, pacemakers were supposed to be in the interior one, but got bumped down. Uh, because there wasn't enough teams, so we kind of knew it was going to be tough for teams to keep pace. But they, uh, they had a close game this week. Well, they did. They they beat Brody Windsor by ten points. Yeah, closer than anticipated. In any case, yeah. Right? But Jason Rossi is uh, he's uh, he's having a strong year. Sixty seven percent passing completion. That's an incredible uh, I, number. So what I suggested because uh, Yavari Yavari Shafari. Uh, as Rafi plays with me in uh, in uh, Division Four, mm-hmm. and what he told me about what's happening with the team, and like a lot of the other teams are starting to get a little chippy with them because they're not happy that there's like this div dodging team. Th- but they didn't div dodge; they they yeah. tried to register for the higher tier. Um, but what I suggested to the, to to him was maybe have Jordan, uh, who's Jordan Rossi would probably still be the best quarterback in the division, right? Have him throw, and then in the playoffs, start Jason. So that way the games would be closer, but um, it looks like they're going to k- just keep Jason. And look, to, to Brody Windsor's uh, defense, they did pick off Jason Rossi twice. Right. So um, it's, they're not infallible. Um, Jason did score that additional touchdown on the ground. Um, their execution just was a little bit better, especially when it came to converts. Um, so that's kind of what you expect. I, like I said, I think, I think the the best way to go forward and, and try and keep it not as antagonistic is to put Jordan Rossi at quarterback right. just for the regular season. Playoffs are go out and win. Who cares? You know, <laughs> believe everyone, but you know, just cause it's, it's not a big div- it, Like you, you already have the regular season locked up. Yeah. You know, d- what are you, what are you trying to prove? Right. All right, on to Division 4A and 4B. I'd be good to give him quarterback of the year in 35-plus if he doesn't play the rest of the season just because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> All right, 4A, 4B, are you more disappointed in Santar or Takeover who are both 2 and 3? Takeover. Uh, takeover, and like I thought that those losses would have come um, just at the beginning when Will Power was quarterback because he's never thrown into 4 before. Um mm. But they actually got off to a strong start with Will at quarterback, and uh, and he kind of held it down as well as he could. So a little surprised given how how strong the team is. Because I I've, I've been on record saying I think this is the deepest Div Four roster. 
right. by by a wide stretch. And you know what? To your point, Mo, they 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 haven't played well. You know what I mean? They they they're, they're allowing a ton of points. That's that's surprising to me. Um, when you look at uh, when you look at uh, Santar, they're a team that previously did really well in this division, and Jordan Rossi is playing really well. Um, he's not turning the ball over. They're scoring a decent amount, um, but they're they're kind of just the loss to Bruins. I found surprising. They they lost a close game to KGP Rod. They lost a close game to Brotherhood. Uh, yeah, I. I, w- I thought this was going to be a th- like a three straight winning like a, a three game winning streak for them right right now. but they they they, they turn out to, to only win one of those games yeah you, you know takeover I score kept the game with Will sorry Power. to lose all three of those games. yeah I score kept their game two weeks three weeks ago when Will Power was at quarterback his backyard bullies they were competitive and I thought okay when I, I need Haber comes in uh, they should take the next step yeah because now you have Will Power and Vincent Benjamin as but when's the last time he played in the league right it's been so last long twenty winter ni- twenty nineteen. Right, and, and so we didn't have a winter twenty twenty, right? We didn't finish off twenty twenty and twenty one. So he was playing in twenty twenty though, right? Because he plays every winter season, yeah, exactly. And, and so my point is with him is that it's a long time off, right? And it takes time to get back into rhythm. This is like what Dan Lazaro and Div one, regardless of what division you're in. And look, they got five more games left on their schedule. They got Stoics. They're the kind of team that just needs to make the playoffs, right? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> like they're the kind of team where we're not worried about their talent level, where they're not matchup dependent when it comes to playoff time. But remember, they've they've had some good teams and they've they choked in the playoffs. They've had some. Oh, they've had choke. th- choking only exists in golf and free throws. Well, a I mean, team can't choke. It's well, not they, they choked. In the it's not possible. The, it is possible. That's like saying if you go to a dinner, seven people choke at the same time. Yeah, but that's a life and death situation. No, it's the same thing. It's you're literally comparing it to that. I'm saying they. Choke Whereas in a playoffs. single no no a single person can choke. A How team about can't a glitch? Choke. They glitched in the playoffs. Sure. They glitched. Sure. They had a glitch. So choking only exists in free throws and golf. Exactly, but uh, but, but you know maybe maybe that's it. Maybe if if the expectations are lowered, it's that whole notion that maybe they don't have that pressure to live up to. And, I just think that they're a team that took time to develop through Division Five. They bounces didn't go their way, didn't win a championship, and now they're competing in the division they should be competing in. And they're sort of this they're starting that cycle in Div Four, right? Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's a learning curve when you move up in a division. Um, so I'm, I'm not entirely surprised in that way, but it just that I thought that they surrounded Ianini Heber with enough talent to to sort of nullify that. I'm I'm, I'm surprised. Uh, by the way, Ianini Heber, by the way, is one of those guys who we won't get the name right. Ever. Right. Uh, Santar's played Takeover Week Eight uh, in Heber. So that'd that's be that's, that'll be a good game. That'd be a good game. It might be for a playoff uh, season. And, and what's moment. interesting about that one is they do things completely oppositely. So it's it's both teams can play their strengths and attack the other team's weaknesses. It's the best kind of matchup. Yeah, and Jordan Ross is not having a bad year. 19 no, TDs, 3 TDs. Uh, and, you know, Royce Emergence playing monster-like as he always does. Hugo Alamano is still uh, a, a force on both sides of the football. They got guys. Uh, and, and, you know, if Ryan Shalal, who had a phenomenal start to his spring season – uh, last year is able to be much more of an influence. He's played three games so far. If he comes back, plays the five left, then yeah, I think he can win uh, five, if not six games, and finish yeah. off with with a stronger definitely, record. Definitely. So again, we'll see how that we'll plays out. See if uh, on Iggy's midseason report, what he thinks they'll do the rest of the season it would be four hours long. Iggy's uh, report, probably, probably. Mine will be a four-hour read. I promise. Is you. it going to be? Um, 
what's I'm, my I'm typical mis- article is nine pages long, so right. I would um, I think my mid seasons usually run about twenty to twenty two pages. What's that? I forget that that word. Uh, when you you don't read the book, but you hear the book. Audiobook. Audiobook. Sorry, but there's a word for it. No, listening. <laughs> no, <laughs> but was anyway. Uh, anyway. We'll get one when you, for when you listen to stuff. And we'll do like a four-hour uh, recap yeah. of his article. Yeah, it's like as if he was on a medium where it was auditory before. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hurley's and Sons and where they're looking at right now. Um, See, they're a team where I figured they would struggle because of how long they've they were been away. out. Yeah. But when you look at them now and they're starting to f- get their rhythm in play, they are two wins uh, and they are on the outside looking in. Is there a team that you're circling that, hey, that team's going to drop out and they're going to get into that playoff window? Eagle, what's the False King rating on uh, on Hurley and Sons? Oh, I don't have it in front of me. Let me get that for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, dig it up. Well, while we're talking, I'll just drop it in. Yeah. Um, you're saying wh- which team can fall? Yeah, which team are you circling that you're going to say, you know what, they could be the team that will fall out and Hurley and Sons will jump back into the picture? I think Bruins have their deficiencies on, on defense. Uh, as do and and backyard bullies are playing below their level, so backyard bullies is one of those. It might just be a lost season for them. Just things don't click in time, kind of thing. Right. Um, and Bruins, I think, just the way they're built, they they can lose, but they they're scoring enough to keep them on pace, basically. Um. Whereas, ah, man, Hurley and Sons, they're not putting up any points, man. Like I know they won this week. And and we want to talk well of them when they're winning, right? Like we don't want to shit on them when they lose. But yeah. uh, the the bulk of their season's points were almost scored this past week. Which team uh, do you want to get? To Hurley and Sons. Uh, they have the one of the hardest schedules. Literally the, the second hardest schedule in Defoe. And they'll play backyard upcoming bullies. or upcoming. I can tell you actually. I don't know. Okay, yeah, so you don't know. So they'll play backyard bullies. Coming but up, up till up to date, they've had the second hardest schedule. Yeah. I was gonna say because they they have they played. Uh, they played Brotherhood, who've been really good. They played Top Season. They've played Spears Cougars, who have sort of found their stride in the division. Um, Easiest schedule, by the way, for Spears Cougars. Hate to say it, but it's true. Yeah. Uh, well, they deserve it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they. I think the the game against Bruins is going to be telling, and they they kind of have Bruins and backyard bullies next two weeks. Next two weeks, so yeah. we'll have the answer to your question in two weeks. So tune in. They I, for the I next two episodes. They call the audible. They'll get. They'll get to. I think they get to five wins. They'll they'll beat Bruins. They'll beat. Uh, so they're, uh, they're winning both those games. They win the next two I think games. You, I think you're wrong. I think they would struggle to win either of those games. I think they win those two games. I think you're you're still remembering who they were and not who they are. No, but I, I scored at the game a couple weeks ago, and when they lost the blackouts. Uh no, big fun. Okay, so yeah, fair. and but big so, this was the first time, this season. That they scored five times. Sorry, it's the first time they scored more than twice. It, it could be a turning, turning of the of the changing of the guard now for them. But they they played a team who just moved up from Div Five, and that's the only time that happened where they were able to score those points, right? So now they play Bruins, who have scored 150 points, and they play backyard bullies who've not scored quite as many points but are still fairly prolific on offense. The the Bruins game can be tricky because... So you're saying they're going to score 60 points in the next two games? They don't need to score 60 points, though. They will to beat Bruins. To beat Bruins, they have to score 30 points. 
I, I look. And, and Bruins defense again. Bruins defense is not that strong. No. So you have a, you have that ability. Uh, backyard bullies. Their defense is not playing well, but um, they're, they're still scoring a decent amount. Like you're not you're not beating Bruins without scoring thirty points. Perhaps not. So let's say you score fifty in the next two weeks. Do you think this could after scoring yeah. seventy the first five weeks? Do you think they're scoring fifty the next two? Their their brand of right. football is ugly, but it's pretty yeah, in the but end. That won't work against Bruins. That won't work against Bruins. Yeah, Bruins out. are a fast paced, high flying team. They they they're efficient. They score. No. We'll find out. We'll find out, though. We will find out that I'm right. Uh, voodoo. Uh, and the worst part is, when we get to games of the week... We're going to forget. You're, no, you're picking Bruins. Uh, Bruins. 100%. Bruins. I, 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 I'm, Bruins. I'm calling you. Eagle, mark it. I'm calling it right now. He's picking Bruins when we get Bruins. to games of the week. I'm sure Bruins. of it. Well, I, well, if not... I, 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 I should know better. It's the Mocon setup. I know, I know, I know. Uh, it will, we'll dub it in there. I get so mad at you sometimes. <laughs> Who you got? Bruins. 100%. What? You're not even awake. <laughs> Never. None uh, let me make my pick. Exactly. Oh. Bruins. All right. Uh, <laughs> put Bruins for me, please, on the uh, picks. Uh, Voodoo, slipping of late here. Do we tap the brakes on them because we spoke highly of them two weeks ago, but now they're starting to have a bit of a lull, and they've lost two in a row. Uh, so th- I didn't think they were going to be a 10-0 team. I was surprised by how good they were. Um, so is this like you're going really fast and you see like cars up ahead that are slow, so you just kind of – Ease into the brakes, or is it more like you see some lights flashing? You kind like of last like second, like yeah. you're texting. You weren't supposed to slam the brakes. Yeah. Uh, which one are you doing on on Voodoo? You slam uh, the brakes or you tap in the brakes? I think they're in the left lane. I'm gonna tap like a slow skid to slow. Oh, yeah. Like, like slow your car up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Get I, you. I think they they're in the left lane. They realize like holy bleep, we need to get back to the right lane as soon as possible. You missed your exit. Yeah, and we're in the left lane, and we're getting honked at by everyone on the left lane. So, the the loss of finesse is by a point. Right, like that. That game can go either way. Winning close games is not a skill. They have Aster Sphinx next week, who are cheaters. So, who knows what's gonna happen with that game? Um, they nice words. They lost. They lost to Vultures, who are insanely talented. They're very good. Um, so that kind of tells us, I think, what they are. They're gonna beat the teams they're better at. Then they're gonna lose to the teams that are more athletic. They're a matchup dependent team moving yeah. forward. I thought they kind of crossed that threshold, uh, but it's clearly to, it's clear to me that um, the teams they'll beat they'll beat the teams that are struggling. They'll have close games against teams that are similarly built to them, where a bounce can win it, and then they're gonna they're just not gonna be able to keep pace against the the top teams in the division. They have Sphinx and Honey Martin next. I think those are b- bad matchups for them. Uh, Honey Martin, uh, this just. Proves they're false kings, though. If, if Voodoo are not as strong as we thought they were. And Sphinx, uh, again, they're cheaters. Man, you and the Sphinx, eh? They're going at it back and forth, man. I mean, listen, I'm not the one who cheated. So I got I got, I got, got uh, the Lord on my side. What can I say? <laughs> I couldn't think of another way to phrase that. So I just became Christian. So are, are I'm trying to get that ad back from the, the, the Catholic Church. So are Mofos false kings at 3-1-1? Because they, they have not really been any uh, big name teams they're interesting to me um they we played them week one they're really good athletes and by the way if you go to the team shot if you go to <laughs> yeah, mofos no this heads. Is what this is, no but hold on, go back to the uh, team go back page. to just the regular page that's yeah. what we have that's what's referring to See, this th- again i love how much this field is in there though yeah mo uh rub really hates this stuff when you take pictures like this did you take this picture no it was me are you sure no i took your this picture looks, this looks like a bear no I, there was nothing not there for that one for those sure. look like a bear yeah, but I don't work Hebert on Sundays. That's fair. Fair. Week three, Hebert Sunday. Yeah. Right, there you go. 
Um, you said mofos, right? Yeah, yeah mofos. Let me check their uh, false kings rating here. Please fill mine. Because I, I have them as a false king's uh, crown. The uh, no, no, they're, they're middle of the pack, pack schedule-wise. not that bad. They crush Sphinx. Um, but so, like, uh, their quarterback, uh, Timoko Sanogo, the dude will run around in the backfield forever and then can throw 40 yards on the line. The guy just, like, the, the plays make no sense. Uh, they don't entirely know what they're doing, and he throws too hard in the red zone when he has receivers wide open. Hmm. But the dude has a rocket. Um, so I, I'm intrigued by them because I think sort of, like, conceptual, like, as a, like, in terms of team concepts, like what they do on defense, when they do on offense, it's not very. It's bombs and man, basically. They throw bombs, they play man, um, and they they kind of they mess up sort of the the handoffs on defense a little bit, but they kind of make up with it, make up for it with their athleticism. They kind of make up for it with buying time on offense and just being able to make plays, right? So, uh, like when you look at the teams, like they tie to finesses who are somewhat struggling the sphinx loss i find the sphinx win i find surprising right um levias fuller solid team top to bottom um to having vincent morissette who we talked about in the <laughs> upper division podcast and Gon Bellin, who now plays for braves yeah um that's a good team <laughs> so former mcgill player <coughs> yeah he's very 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 yeah. very very good uh next superstar in fpf market uh mofo's B-team ethnic who've been struggling and hot sauce sports who've been struggling. You got so Montagnard coming up in two weeks. That'll, that'll be, be a good measuring stick yeah. because Montagnard are, are a systemic team. Right? They, they they play their system. They don't make mistakes. They execute, yeah. um, which is the opposite of Mofos. Mofos just, it's balls to the wall, athleticism. Of course, time. of course. So anyway, I, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by them. I have them as my false kings for now. They're false kings Mofos. They're not false kings though. So far, the, they've had a decent strength of schedule. They are in my books right now. Anyway, on to the next division. Eagle, what's the next one? Please? Well, it depends. Do you want to do five or six, or do you want to break it up with the women's? Break it up with the women's. All right, let's friend. go women's. Women's division, my friend. Uh, by the way, um, thank you to Mike Pearson, who has told uh, myself to tell you guys, I told you guys already, that he and Joe Mayer are more than happy to help us out in the coverage of the awesome. women's division. He, so. uh, he sent me a, 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 a picture. This is a verbal meme for everyone at home. Yeah. Um, it's a picture of a train and something being hit by the train. Right. And it was like FPF Media was the train. And the thing being hit, like the thing being thrown under the under the train, was was uh, was uh, was uh, Mike Pearson, because we kind of called him out for something, and he's like he's like no, it's because our women's division largely has the same rules as the international division, but right. it's it's not exactly international rules. It's kind of like a, a hybrid. Yeah, but anyway, uh, we're seeing now a, a real separation in tier one. As we uh, thought we would. Yeah, Bleu really, really taking away right now. Le Bleu up there as well. Um, do we see anyone catch them for the one or two spots in this division here piece at this moment? The Brutes are the only ones at this point, uh, based on their talent level and based on how uh, they've actually played. And they have games in hand. And yeah, with the games in hand, for sure that helps. Um Bleu Pud, by the way, is the UCAM team. They'll play Le Bleu this week, actually. And Le Bleu, Le, Le Bleu is uh, UDM. Yeah. So they're, they're collegiate-level teams. Uh, and Brutes, if I'm, I'm hoping, I hope I got it right this time, um, they, are, uh, they are the Metropolis team, basically. Right. So 
um, they we kind of knew that they would make up sort of the top end. I thought Concordia would be the they they've the top of the top. But they they don't they're off the rails. I thought they would be that top tier as well. Yeah. By the way, Concordia is not exactly. We keep saying that they won the, the international tournament, but it's not exactly true. The that tournament, uh, they took the best players from the yeah. women's division and they went down and competed. As so it wasn't all the Concordia team. No, no, of course so not. I, I just I wanted to rectify it because I made that mistake, and we are trying our best to learn the women's division. We had a guest last week uh, with Lamiz Aljundi. We're going to have some guests in the next two weeks. Um, my work week this week was psychotic, so I just didn't have a chance to reach out to anyone. But I've had a couple of uh, wonderful women already reach out, wanting to be on the show. If you do want to be on the show, we rather than mansplaining with Mo and Peas, we want to have Female you guys content. here to talk about your own division. Because again, we owe you the greatest attitude for building the women's division. So we want to hear from you out there and we want to, we want to want your names to become sort of household names in FPF. For sure. And, and here's the thing, right? Bleu Pou plays Le Bleu this week, right? Great game. And if the Stans whole serve, there could be a Concordia number six seed taking on one of these two teams. Yeah. And that's, that's not what that Concordia is, wanted at all. Into the, into the playoffs. That is, an ultimate like hijack of the playoff road for one of these teams here that they have to play a team in theory in Concordia that we all thought would be uh, a finalist, if not a championship contender for this but season. But this defense, especially for uh, for Blue Pud, uh, Tamara Journeau, Jasmine Farmer, who we talked about in co-ed, um, they're really good defenders. Um, if you just look at how many times they get their hands on the ball, right? Uh, Kathy Bernard has not even had a pick yet, but she's knocked down five passes. Right. So, like, I talked about their inter- the, the names I mentioned first were their interception getters, the, the the ones with multiple interceptions. Yet, you know, Kathy Bernard could have easily been somebody who led the team in, in interceptions as well. Five PDs shows she's breaking on the ball. She's, she's getting there. Uh, she's getting involved in the action. So I like how active they are on defense, how well they communicate. Um, and Laurie Turcotte, three sacks, but also applying a lot of pressure uh, as well as uh, Sarah Burbich and, and Catherine Gaumont when they need to uh, in a pitch. So uh, they have talent the whole way across the board. It's not a weak spot in the defense. Yeah, I know I'm a guy who generally focuses on offense. I'm trying to steer my coverage away from just quarterbacks because it's the, the, the position I know best. Uh, but generally, uh, you know, I do want to sort of shout out this defense because it's not just the interceptions. It, it's not just the sacks. It's the, the application of pressure. When I saw them play, I was really impressed by, by the rushing. Uh, forcing bad throws and and how quickly their their DBs break on the balls and knock down passes, especially in the flats. That that's so important to playing high level flag football, where you're just not giving up free yardage. I'm intrigued by Griffins because they have Concordia coming up. They're two and two, and Le Bleu at the end of the year. If yeah. if they go in three of the final four, uh, they would be five and three for the season. Yeah, Gr- Griffins beat. Uh, VC Cubs who are younger, they're, they're uh, the underclassmen in the Vanier Cubs, um, and their other win was against Flamengo. That they're only beating the weaker teams. They're they're middle of the pack team. Um, you see that in their point. They're plus minus. They haven't scored a ton of points because yeah. when they're playing the best teams, they can't score, and they're they're allowing five scores every time they play one of the top teams. Right, so so like they're padding their score when they play the weaker teams, and then they, they can't operate when they play against the top teams. Yeah, when they play the bigger bullies, they, they I have think honestly, I think 
I'd love to see just a couple more teams join the women's division to have three tiers because I think we can have some some really awesome competition. Uh, but look, honestly, Griffins are are it's it's a great learning experience, and and I think that th- it's going to help them develop uh, down the line. And and again, th- they have the benefit of not being sort of the bottom teams. One of the bottom teams. They they they're they're one of these. I think they're a solid middle of the pack team, and I think they can actually push Concordia right. Right. Uh, despite what we've seen when they've played sort of the university teams, they haven't they haven't really been able to compete the same way. But the way Concordia's been playing, I, I'm you know if if they can keep it close, they can come out with the win. And, and again, if they do beat them, I think this opens up the 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 box of confidence for them yeah. that they can maybe. Chloe Picard's protected the ball. 50 She's touchdowns to the INT yeah. so far. It, it's not as much scoring as you'd like. At the same time... But that's um, their game, though. That's their DNA. Yeah. They're not going to go out Just protect the ball, be safe. Points. She's completing s- almost 60% of her passes. That's yeah. the mark, right? Like That's what you want in a quarterback in FPF. Uh, 107 quarterback rating it means to me she's being safe, which is nice. Um, it just... They need to create turnovers on defense, yeah. and they've only done that against the weaker competition. So I'm kind of curious to see this week how they'll do against uh, Parker and Concordia. Uh, tier two, uh, what's your uh, analysis on tier two right now? Volts at three and two, so still up in the air for the number one spot in that side of the of, of the tier two window here of who can be in first place. But uh, but tier two is nice and, and and it's grouped well together. Um, strangers are are struggling; they're just allowing so many points. Um, but you know, Volts are not completely unbeatable either. So it, it's been interesting in that way. Um, the thing with strangers is they just allowed 50 points this week against Les Bleus and 54 points against the Brutes. So while they've allowed a ton of points, it's padded in the crossover games. Right. So like they're just really ill-equipped to handle the crossovers. Um, that's that's kind of what we've seen. Um, so I have a feeling that um, when it comes to a game like this week against Red Nation. I can I can see them getting right back into the mix because of that because, you know, if we look at sort of uh, Morgan Cosimano Valois, yeah, there's 14 interceptions, but six, ten of them have come against those two tier one teams. Right, right. So, I she's not as bad as the the raw the raw data looks, right? So she's been very competitive. Uh, when they've played against those other teams, and last time she played Red Nation, she she put up five touchdowns. Right. So so there is that opportunity, I think, and that w- that vaults them back into there. And VC Cubs, it's the same kind of thing. It's they they're just they're the least equipped to handle those two teams are the least equipped to handle the crossover games. Tier three would be ideal yeah. for them. Yeah, and and but uh, but even at that, like they'll compete within this tier. They'll be yeah. fine. They'll be, they'll absolutely be fine. Um, it's just that. Their numbers are, are they look worse than they are because they, they have to play those games. I wouldn't be surprised to see some upsets uh, in Tier 2 uh, we, we'll, as we move on through the season. All right, on to Diff 5A and B as we make our way through. Uh, Eags, are we, are we plowing through this really uh, smoothly here? What's There's going on? There's a clock right here, and I you know. have three extra minutes. So Yeah, we're at, at an hour and 20 right now. Yeah. So hour 23, perhaps. Yeah, we got we got. It's like the injury time in soccer, right? We have. So what you're, what you're saying is you're oh, not even too, too soon, Mo. Too soon. <laughs> <You're not> <laughs> oh, <laughs> someone's not gonna be honking their horn tonight. You're saying you're you're not even working as hard as me and Iggy did with last week. <laughs> no, I'm just showing you guys that it can be done in efficient time here. Efficient or lazy? Hold on, uh, Eagle. Uh, who was more? Uh, 
sloppier on the mic in terms of their well, we were honestly neither like to be real we didn't actually have all that much considering what we normally have yeah right right all right, Although that... he's almost died, did you tell you that? Oh no! Oh dear! Oh my God, Iggy! You go to so, I, so I'm allergic to hazelnuts. Did we talk about it on there last week? Oh I no! I think they might have actually. Yeah, I'm allergic to hazelnuts, and Iggy poured me a drink that had hazelnut liquor. Oh no! And I was about to drink, and Eagle was like, "Oh, you brought this? I love hazelnut liquor." I was like, "Nope." It would have been. A, oh man! Been the that would have been the highest. There, there, there was this moment. I'm like, "Oh, Frangelica, oh peace, you can't have this." It would have. <laughs> it went from. It would it would have gone from the the longest podcast we ever did to the shortest. Oh man! Imagine we had that happen and the vine was off. Yeah. To hear Peasy like dying is you know oh, on air. Oh no! I would I would have had to go to the hospital. Oh man, that would have been epic. Live at the calling the audible in the ER room of the. How weird is it, by the way, to only be allergic to a single nut? That's I'm okay, only though. no, but, dude. I'm Italian. It's not okay. You know how hard it is to be Italian allergic to hazelnuts? Sure. I literally can't eat any desserts oh. ever in my life. Because they're trying to kill me. Make sure you tell Simo about that, huh? Oh, no. Uh, can you please put some hazelnuts? What I will tell Simo is, uh, I hope you enjoy the honeymoon suite. I have it booked for the night before you. Wink. <laughs> Wink. It's like he's making you're going you. to regret inviting me to the wedding. He's, it's like him making love to you in that bed. Don't worry. I'll add the cleaning fees to the envelope, but it'll be too late. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dip 5A and B. Um, we look at Div 5A first and Goofy Goobers and Step Bros. Uh, do they have it in them to keep on moving up in the standings or will Pinchellos and Longhorns catch up to them? Pinchellos are in a rough spot. They're in a um, tough... Oof, they've had a rough, man. Just to confirm, we're, we're doing 5A, right? That's yep. right, 5A. I opened the wrong tab. Pinchellos, look, the thing is with Pinchellos, there's no shame. Like, You guys struggled in Div 6 and then you, you moved up. And after fall, I think they got the idea of like, oh, yeah, we're going to have to go through that grind every time we move up in division. That's what everybody does. That's what every Eagle, you've seen that with lockdown, right? I'm seeing that with hot sauce sports. Like, like it happens. It, it's okay. It's not Gonzaga's the other world. Uh, down, by the way. Sorry? Gonzaga lost. <gasps> oh, they did. Ar- Arkansas is well. That's good for Musselman. my bracket, though, to be fair. So. Eric Musselman. Hey, that was up for Duke now to get through. I have, I have Duke in, in my final oh, four. Oh, so. my. Yeah, Gonzaga. Um, yeah, so basically, I think I think Pichellos are just in a rough spot. They also they they needed kind of a speed threat, and Jonathan Harrod was that, uh, but he got hurt on the fir- in the first game. Um, the team is solid. The team is is good all around. It's just it's going to take a second. Longhorns with Nick Damalo, by the way, looking completely different. Um, he added sort of. He injected something in them with like, <laughs> it just he can buy time. He's got a good arm, and it's it's just a better team with him at quarterback. Pinchellos have uh, an easier game this week with Pinchellos. Uh, sorry, with the with the Step Bros. So we'll see how it goes. But I think they're winning at most one more game. But it's fine. Again, it's a learning experience. You guys are gonna come back yeah. better for this. It's uh, all good. You hope so. There's also there's this weird thing they do. So in a Longhorns game, uh, Vince Romano came out for a little bit. Justin Kellex came in to throw. We're not sure if, if Vince was actually hurt or not, but he, he did that against us where he pulled himself from a drive for Justin Kalix to come in the quarterback. It's like, just stick with one quarterback. Get as many reps as you can. It's a hard position. You're not going to learn anything sitting on the bench. Get on, get on the field. Make your mistakes. It's, it's like okay. Jimmy G, Trey Lance over there. Yeah, don't do it. No. It's fine. Stick with but you guys. Do you think Goobers can can yes. stay off the pack and, yes. and be Goobers okay? Yes, are good. What, what about Longhorns? Can they get into the playoff? Or now, now, yes. Um, 
with no respect, to, no disrespect to Dave Allen, because there's few FPL players I uh, respect more. I know that my comments about Longhorns two weeks ago is hard to believe, yeah. but I, I respect him a lot. I just think that he was a little out of his depth with this team. He either needs to surround himself with ridiculous talent or not be throwing. And uh, in the last two weeks, Nick, Nick DeMalo showed that um, his added dimension of the athleticism really helps the team. Um, I was talking to Jim Collatus about this this week, and you know uh, he kind of s- said similarly. He, you know, he obviously wasn't going to throw Dave Allen under the bus, but both of us have immense respect for him, as I said. But it just adds another dimension to the team, um, and he's been great, man. Like he's completing almost eighty percent of his passes. Uh, he's he's scrambling, he's buying time, he, he throws the ball really hard, um, and and he has where he, they don't have speed, they do have. Uh, really good reliability and guys who are at the right depths, the right spots, who who know how to find holes in coverage. So for that aspect, I think Longhorns has covered. It just really comes down to uh, Nick giving them that, that extra dimension. It is worrisome. Then the last two wins, though, they did give up 71 points. I, I look at it from this perspective in that like the defense still is not fixed, is my point. No, no, they're, they're going to be leaking. They're, they're, they're never going to have – it's never going to yeah. be a situation where that sink tap is going to be corrected. It's going to be leaking, and it's going to be progressive with them. But I think now for the long course, for where they're positioned at in the overall standings of what they are, you know, at two and three, they're tied with Stepros who have the sixth spot right now. It's going to be between them or Stepros getting that last spot. And I just think for the remainder of the schedule – it could, it could come down to the last game Which against a step rose against uh, Longhorns for that six spot. Well, if, if I think if Longhorns keep playing this way, I don't think step rose can keep pace because um, I, I think Longhorns can go on a run, whereas step rose, <sighs> like they got the read, they got metaverse, and Longhorns with the way they're playing, I just don't, I don't see them being able to compete. I, I think. I think Metaverse is going to be the trickier one for the Longhorns. Metaverse are good. Yeah. Metaverse are a strong team, yeah. so um, it's definitely possible. Um, when we, But I think, like, Step Rose, I, I, I saw them play in, in right. person. They're, they're a little disorganized. They make a lot of mistakes. Um, the games are too short to make the kind of mistakes. They have a, a bit of a bloated roster. So I think that it's, they don't always have their best players on the field, mm-hmm. which kind of hurts them as well. Right. I, f- I feel like they're the kind of team that everyone pitched in, but they secretly hope a couple of those guys call in sick for a game or right. can't make it. Maybe accidentally put in the wrong time for the, in the group chat. Like that's, that's I think, what the, the team build is like. Um, I just I like, I like Metaverse's sort of uh, focused play. Um, they haven't allowed, allowed a ton of points. They they kind of slow the game down a little bit. Um, it's the guys who were the process who have a championship pedigree already. Mm-hmm. We know how talented they are. Um, yeah, um, I'm curious. I'm curious, but I, I I just see like a a huge line of delineation between sort of the the top teams and the bottom teams in Conference B. So Jamal Roach had a f- had a great start to the year. He's had a rough couple of weeks here. The four yeah. and one. I mean, if, they're still four one. They're still four one. But but if if Roach continues to throw the ints that he has, I think he's thrown three in the last two games or four in the last two games. Mm-hmm. Could they still hold on to the top two seed? Yeah. Um, yes. But 
it's not like come playoff time that won't work. Like it's fine now, um, and it it when he's making when he's throwing interceptions, it makes them more matchup dependent than they actually are. Uh, you know, their next games are against the Mighty Six, Vultures Two Point Oh. I see. Like I don't really see who's gonna put up a ton of points on them, right? No, but but if he's careless with the ball, it could yeah, result in it could. But so like he he turned the ball over and they still only allowed twelve points, right? And even against Metaverse, who well Metaverse again they they kind of play a little slow, but so like you know turned the ball over but only allowed twenty six points. It's still a winnable game if he puts points on the board, right? Right. So this this week we saw that we saw this like so last week was like oh man. Can can Roach compete when he's turning the ball over? The answer this week was yes. Right. right. Uh, False Kings checker, please. Dun, 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 dun. We should have like a song, like a better for this, like a royal, like royalty song. I might actually have one. Hold on. All right. Uh, Will they be the False Kings? Arkansas is winning eh? against Gonzaga. Oh. I have a like harp. Gonzaga. I thought I had a trumpet. Play the harp. I have an air horn. Yeah. Air horn would be all right. Uh, I think I like a harp better. Something such be good. There we go. Okay, so the false, false kings, kings checker for uh, the REIT. The REIT are, I mean, it's not the hardest of schedules. It's middle of the pack, though. Okay, so are they the false kings of this division? No. No, the vultures are the false kings of this division. Ooh, hot take. Oh, my. Um, stats don't lie. Their opponents are 17, 26, and Tell two. that to all the lying stats. Um, stats don't lie. Interpretations lie, though. Um no, they 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 face sort of a, a middle of the pack schedule, but they're blowing teams out. Like, like Banditos are not a bad team, and they ripped them. I know it was a bad game by Banditos, right. but they took adva- full advantage of that. Um, they have the fake eagle, um, Alex who, Aquila, who, who's excellent defensively. Uh, Dawson, unlike Pierre, the real Alex Aquila, Dawson Pierre in Division Five is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the same way like Sphinx, but still. It's it's yeah. Uh Michael Gattuso is a guy I've played against in lower divisions. He's solid too. Um uh, they're they're good, the Spirania brothers. It's athleticism on athleticism on athleticism plus football knowledge plus now they know a bit about FPF. So it's and they're still in div five. I think if they were in div four, it might have been a bridge too far for them. Right. But in div five, um, they can still use their athleticism to make up for the things they haven't learned yet, but they're learning and they're learning quickly. All right, in 5B, uh, we look at the side of the covers B in 5B. Um, hold on, I got the wrong page up here. Here we go. Sorry, my bad. Okay, 5B in covers B, do we, you look at it right now, it is crazy how there are eight teams with three wins or more, and there's only six spots to be had. Is five wins enough to get into the playoffs? Wait, yeah, see? parody. The system works. <laughs> it finally works after trial and error. In five B, they have three teams with five wins or more. Well, with five wins. In, in Conference B, in Conference B, there's one team with five wins. No, I'm no, talking no. About three, with three, three oh, wins, wins or more. Okay. Three wins Sorry, or more. Yes, yeah. yeah, so five teams with three wins or more. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you look at Conference there's B, eight teams with three wins or more. Conference B is pretty wild, right? Yeah. Like, like uh, B North. Um, <laughs> it's. I feel bad for uh, two Pfizer's and, and FOTs half Johnson because it took them six games to get that three wins. But like three and three is not bad. But they're the last place team in the division. Three and three normally gets you like the sixth seed. <laughs> You're on the outside looking in at three and three. So like at this point, at this point, at this point, are we sure the champions coming from Conference B? 
I'm not saying it is. Oh, give me a False Kings rating on lockdown. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that. We, we, potentially False Kings. Yeah, I yeah, think we, that's we, False Kings. We, 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 yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to that. Soon. I think that's False Kings. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. But we'll talk about them in a second. Save it for when we're talking about about uh, about Zebra Horse. Because I gotta make. Fun yeah, of them. next thing was for you. Uh, soft. But anyway, for this, before we get to that, let's just wrap it up over here. There's eight teams of three plus wins. Is five wins gonna be enough to get in the playoffs though? No. No. That's crazy. Like six wins is going to be the bare minimum. I think so. I think so because because two teams on outside looking in already are at three, right? It's so crazy, man. It's absolutely nuts. And then on the flip side, Bynes might get it with like a two and eight record. All right, let's get to now Eagles time. This is your time to shine here, Eagle. You were you were chomping at the bit in the production meeting. What did you tell had? me about Complain a Horse? Uh, about how I like, like them a lot. Wh- by the way, when I considered them to be a Div three team last uh, fall and everything, do you like soft serve ice cream or? I like them. They're soft. I like them. They're nice guys. Soft the horse. Complain soft the horse. horse. I like. Yeah. Okay. okay. So go ahead, Eagle. This is your time to shine. Here we go. Uh, nothing to specifically say except if you're gonna play a physical game and you get penalties called against you, maybe it's kind of your fault. But Eagle, is it because you work on the podcast that you get all the calls? No, it's because you wrap a guy up with two arms and throw him to the ground. It's oh, so did, that's did, not did allowed. They clip appeal. your wings? Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> did they it's clip not. your wings, Eagle? No. Is that what it is? Look, yeah. So here's the thing: a don't complain about calls, man. Just play better. So, but elaborate though, because I wasn't there, and, and it was on Wednesday, right, at Heber? Yeah, it was last night and everything. And uh, apparently, the only reason we beat them on the last play plus the extra point, thank you very much, Reese Morgan Riley, uh, is because all the referee calls went our way. Now, did and they tell I only you counted this? seven calls that went our so, way. But the two four in- touchdowns and three extra points. The two interceptions that Kyle Daniel threw was was the referee taking the ball and putting it in your player's chest? No, sir. Oh, okay. So they they told you this after the game. Technically, they didn't tell us this. We heard it from their sidelines. From the fan base. Yeah. So the thing is, first of all, I can attest to this. So the fans went at you guys. I can attest to this. We don't get extra calls for referees. If, if, anything, if anything, it's worse. It's worse. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing the other thing is, uh, especially that Eagle and I have been on rules committee in the past, and usually it's players versus refs in rules committee. And, and we're trying to fix calls that were called poorly, and like, how do we fix the mechanics to make this better so, so this doesn't happen? I, I can more. promise you, they don't like that. Um, so the other thing is, uh, look, Eagle, you you proclaim them Div Three caliber. I said they're Div Three athleticism, but when I watched them play, from a play calling standpoint, I thought that they were going to be exactly this: a talented Division Five team who needs to learn a little bit about the league, learn a little bit about proper play calling because I would imagine it came down to Buccaneer last the last drive just kind of knowing what to do it on defense and picking it apart. Yep. Plus wrapping up a guy, throwing him to the ground and taking a 10-yard uh UR penalty is not the smartest Which way to is, end their drive. Who did they throw down you? What? Did they throw down you? You, you crazy? He's not playing on not offense. Going on offense? <laughs> um, you did play offense uh last week or two weeks ago when I scored kept your game. Uh, because someone needed a break, so I went on. Yeah, and you were 0 for 1 in the targets department. The uh, the thing is... <laughs> that, that, that was Max's fault. He threw it way over my head. Oh, okay, blame everyone else. There, there you go. Blame else. everyone else, including Save a Horse, right? No, but so... Look, Save a Horse came back in the second half, right? So so you know, kudos to them for that. But this, the thing is... Um, the thing is, that's part of knowing FPF, right? Like, knowing that you can't take that penalty late in the game. Knowing, like, what did they gain by taking that penalty? Would it have been a touchdown? Nope. So what's the point of taking that penalty? And also, Tyler Stewart got lost for being on defense for the rest of the plays. 
yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I shouldn't say this, but I'll say it, is that if it's going to save the game and save a touchdown, you do it. Take a penalty, sure. You do it. Don't hurt somebody. Don't go anyway hurt somebody. But play physical if it's going to if it's going to save a touchdown because you might get away with the call. But if it's going to cost you the game, if it, if it's going to cost you, and potentially cost you the game like it did, that's on you, man. That's simply on you. Because they they, they could have gone. Uh, they're three and two right now. They could easily be four one in a tie with you guys. Yeah, and that's not the case. And they are now probably in a fight to hold on to three, and might end up being a four seed. And we could see a rematch with you two teams going at it again. And like ten yards basically put you guys like either red zone or right outside the red zone, right? Yep. Just from reading, it's a quarter of the field. It's a quarter of the field. That's it's a big it penalty. It's a huge penalty. A quarter, yeah, that's massive. Twenty-five yards on, on the field. reception on the play too. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that play was worth twenty-five yards. It was, it was massive. Massive. Yeah. Uh, anyway. I was trying to remember from when I had the play-by-play tab open. <laughs> <laughs> I've already moved on. All right, it's now time for Div Six. Is that our final division of the night? Uh, it is actually. Well, look yes. at that, eh? We were making for you. I don't get to leave Div Six alone. I'm going to go home and keep writing. Um. Why are you going to keep writing? Because I'm writing my mid-season report. So they don't know what that means. I know. Uh, every year, uh, when we get to divisions, if when we get to week five, uh, or sometimes week six, depending on on how it goes with the buys and such, uh, this season we're going up to week five where we break down each of the teams. Rather than having a typical article, the format's different. I review each of the teams, and I rank them one through last place. So what I do is I rank them based on how they're currently performing. Not who I think will be the best at the end of the season. Yeah. Not who I think should be the, the the best team. Not who I think has the best roster. Based on who's currently performing the best to the worst. Then, I I note the key players on the team. I predict the record for the rest of the season. And then, Mo, I give them a rating. But let me explain my rating system. Because every it. year, we get some people complaining and crying about how I rated their team. Because it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> First of all, it doesn't affect your playoff ranking with how I rate your team. But I always get complaints. The way I rate it is this: if your team is performing exactly as I expected it, uh, as I expected you to, right. you get a C rating. So a team I expected to be five and zero, who goes five and zero and has looked kind of just good and not spectacular, they get a C. So without revealing who, can you give us a percentage on who has a C rating in your article? Um, I give you one. I'll, I'll tease one. Uh, beer nights get a C rating, maybe C plus, maybe C minus. They're four and one, because I kind of expected them to be four and one. I kind of expected them to be maybe five and zero, right? So yeah. I thought they were the best team in the division. They're amongst the best. They haven't really looked out of this world. They've just looked really good, which is fine. They get a C or C minus or C plus. C minus and plus here. So the the minus and plus is if I don't like you, it's right. a minus. Right. And if it's a plus, yeah, it means I kind of like you guys. Um. <laughs> it's, not, it's not actually that. It's kind of just whatever, quote-unquote sort of gut feel, right? right. Um, B is if you're slightly better than I expected. You reset the clock by putting uh, your hand on it. Thanks. No, no, no we are. It's, it's we're, we're actually at 99, 59, no, we're 99. We we're go. at 143. Well, I'm looking at the clock right now. Nine, we've been on for 99 hours? Look at that. 99 hours. Look at that right now. You can see the clock right there. Yeah. Um, so if, I, if you get a, a B rating, it's a B grade. It's that you've slightly succeeded expectations. Yeah. Um, an A rating is you've well exceeded expectations. D is uh, slightly worse than expected. And F means uh, I thought you were going to be good, but you're not good. Okay, so here's my question to you then. Glory Boys 
our first. I haven't done Glory Boys yet. Maybe I know, I know, but I'm asking for the article. This is, this is off the article. Okay. So Glory Boys four and one. Uh, that's actually incorrect. They are going to forfeit their previous game against Flag Football Team because Julian Salvatore was suspended for OCs and played in that game. So uh, he's forfeiting. It was he made aware. Or was the team made aware? The team was made aware by the disciplinary committee. Look at that. Pay attention okay, to you, so folks. We'll so that's actually going to be a forfeit, a 30 nothing administrative forfeit. And he's still suspended for the game next game. Well, he didn't serve a suspension. Yep, exactly. Okay, so we'll throw that at the window. So the Stormers are 5-0. and 5-0. Oh. Oh. They're really good. More likely to go undefeated or win the championship. So I don't think they'll go undefeated. They play the next three games are Tropic Thunder, Beer Knights, and Spanish Inquisition. Mm-hmm. That's a tough run of games. And then Glory Boys, who themselves are not slouches. They're probably like a notch under those three teams, but they're they're really good. That said, Alec Richard Nantal has uh, 25 touchdowns. Don't just look at passing touchdowns. He has four touchdowns on the ground. Right. So he, he's on pace for 50 touchdowns, four interceptions. That's quarterback of the year level rating. Um, if you look at the team's receiving core, they have three receivers in double digits, uh, in double digit catches and targets. That's not entirely common in lower divisions, um, especially Div 6. Um, and then they have sort of a smattering of guys who all sort of come in and will be effective in a pinch. Right. So they have, a, they have a quarterback who can run, a quarterback who can throw. Um, they are blowing out weak teams. Um, they took a forfeit win this week, but they're playing free agent squad who they likely would have beat anyway. Um, they're really good. So I, I think they're more likely to go 10-0 just because... No, sorry. They're more likely to win the championship yeah, because they they, I don't think they'll go 10 and 0 They're in the easier third of schedules thus far. That changes, though, the next... Four weeks. Yeah. And then they end off against Brewers. So is there, with again, not to go into your article again, but is there a team that we should be uh, having our radar on that you think can turn their mean, season around? You mean like a struggling team that could get better? Yeah, or a middle pack team. Uh, it, Dust is 2.0. Dust is 2.0 could easily have been 3-1. and one. Also um, in the easier third of the schedule. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, But we're going to see that a little bit in Div 6 because – there's a good chance you might end up just playing weak competition, and there's nothing you can do about that. Right. Um, I think. Can you check V Town? Because I think they had a hard schedule. The V Town is middle of the pack. Oh. Where are False Kings? I'm curious about their False King rating. FKU. FKU. Officially go. a False King. Officially False King. Third, false kings. third easiest <laughs> schedule of all teams in Div Six. And so, they are False Kings. Um, Literally the False Kings. But Dusters 2.0, um, I, I think they're a little matchup dependent, but I really like their offense. Um, they're scoring a ton of points. Um, V-Town is pretty well balanced. I kind of like them um, a lot. Um, and kind of a team that's a little under the radar just because, well, them and Betway Bandits, but I want to. I, I talked about Betway Bandits last week. Maccabees. Uh, Maccabees are really interesting. They beat seven rounders and Toon Squad in back-to-back weeks. So three and two, but they beat two of the top teams in the division. Um, I have them like ranked higher than you would think as a yeah. three and two team, uh, but you'll see where exactly in my article. That's what's, right. What's the opposite of false kings? Um, real, real kings, real people, kings? real regular people. I mean, I don't know if I have a sound effect for that. Just people talking, <laughs> just airport sounds. Oh, I think I have that actually. There we go. Crowd noise. Oh uh, yeah, I'm looking regular for crowd. Noise, yeah. Uh, regular crowd. 
Uh, Maccabee is actually with the literally the hardest schedule in Division Six right now. Check this out. I talked about Betway Bandits. They played them in Week Two. Thunder Buddies, uh, who you. features Terry Babalus and Will Power in Division Six, um, and Terry Babalus rushed that game. So Division Two rusher. Okay, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. So Maccabees, I saw them play on Monday from afar. They're Field One. I was in Field Three. They got they got one dude, a fan in street clothes, probably like a you know one of their homies and stuff, who literally came on the field to like, yeah, and he got a penalty for it. Well, you should get a penalty for that. Yeah, he got called for it. He got called for it. I will I will say though. Um, I mean, didn't I, we talk about it a couple of weeks ago? Don't get on the field. Don't get on the field. Uh, don't, yeah. Don't be a, don't be a look at me, Larry. Um. The thing is with Maccabees, similar to Betway Bandits, all of their games that they've won have been kind of close, except for Flamingos who are struggling. Um, winning close games is not skill. No. It's, not, it's, it's, it's luck. Like You have to be good enough to get into that spot, so that's yeah. where the skill lies. Yeah, yeah. But it's not an inherent skill to win close games. It's just that you got the bounces to go your way. Um, yeah. So that said, as good as they've been, you know, if they lose those two games to to two squad and seventh rounders, maybe they we're not talking about them in the same light. They do face off against Dutchess 2.0 this week. Yeah, so that, that's a good game. That's gonna be fine. It's in Laval on, on Wednesday, uh, March 30th. So and then we turn it to. I know usually this is where we have playoff, but now it's gonna really get uh, the margin errors will get even sharper than before. Yeah, and the business end will pick up for for these teams here. But PZ, your article will come out when. Um, hopefully tomorrow night, if not Saturday, if not, I'll divide it into, and half will be out Saturday and half will be out Sunday. Exactly. By the I'm time. doing my best. It's just, it's a lot. It's guys. It's like a 22 page article. I did. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's I think at one point you had to upload it twice, right? Once, Cause it was literally once I had to do, divide my article in half because it literally broke the website. It was too heavy. For it was it. one of those times where we didn't divide the divisions and it was like 50 teams Oh boy. or 60 teams. And it was just too many words for the website. Oh boy. Breaking the website's uh, membrane. All right. It is now time for... Games of the Week. Just for once, I want Games of the Strong. Um, before we actually get into Games of the Week, yeah. a quick thing from an administrative perspective. Oh, you boy. may have seen this on the site earlier, but the playoff breakdown and schedule is currently listed as an article. So, And I don't know if we actually talked about it on the show last week. I think we probably drank too much, so not really. Um, but uh, And captains have been notified. Essentially, this gives you a breakdown of all the playoff dates that you can anticipate for the rest of the winter 2022 playoffs. So if you have any uh, constraints or conflicts, try and work around them. I mean, we'll try and help out teams as best as we can. But, I mean, we're pretty much set in stone right now in terms of how many teams qualify, etc. And then the breakdown of when the uh, divisional round, if there is one, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals themselves. Uh, for for any of the dates and everything. So just keep that in mind in terms of the way it's all uh, broken up right here. Mo, you were right. 35 plus and women's are on different dates. Yeah, and, and just one more thing. I pay close attention to the schedule in April. There are outdoor games. Uh, some people may not have realized that, but we will yeah, have... Out- and it, by the way, not our fault. They're literally taking down the domes. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> We're trying so, to avoid it for, for playoffs. Yeah, so please pay close attention because if you show up to Heber or, or Catalonia and you're like, what the hell is going on here? 
while the games are going on at yeah. Loyola. <laughs> so Honestly, a- I, I, I can imagine players are frustrated by uh, the different calendar. I can promise you from a logistics standpoint, none of us at FPF can wait to get back to a regular FPF calendar. I think we're getting close to that. I hope so, man. This, the last two years have been so difficult to manage. Yeah, no. And, and look, we're, we're, we're like, again, we're, we're grateful to be back. And we're hopefully going to have, fingers crossed, knock on wood, pray to your to your your Lord, whatever that might be, that we'll have a winter champion in about two months from now. Yeah. Eight weeks from now. All right, games of the week. Here we go. All right. We're going to go through this reasonably fast. I think we've done a good job the last few weeks, so let's yes. try and keep it up. Here we go. All right. Division one and two. Terror Squad, Urgence Music. UM. UM. Party Crashers, Terror Squad in a double. Uh, technically not a double header. There's an hour in between, but still. Just a header. Crashers. Give me Terror Squad. Gryffindor, God Skills. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Braves, hashtag NR. Braves. Braves. God Skills, All Stars. All Stars. All Stars. Incredibles, B Ballers. B Ballers. Uh, Incredibles. KGP, hashtag NR. KGP. KGP. The Apocalypse Outlaws. Outlaws. Outlaws, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us are comfortable with that pick. Yeah. And All Hooks, Team Swoosh. All Hooks. All Hooks. All right, Division 3. Sheesh! And Silent Ticklers. Sheesh. Sheesh. Oompa Loompas, Speed Academy. Speed Academy. Speed. That's a w- must win for both teams, by the way. Uh, Bearskins, Thor's Hammer. Thor's. Thor's. Expendables, Pastar Prime. Expendables. Both Expendables. Olds. Mangoose. <laughs> both old. Mangoose, Touch It, Catch It. Touch it, catch it. Uh, touch it, catch it. EZW, Junkyard Dogs. Dogs. EZW. Lightweight, Le Malud. Malud. Oof, Malud. Blessed, Ligro Cuck. Blessed. Blessed. Division 4A. That's an MFL matchup right there. 4A, Le Bleu Branleur, Big Fun. Big Fun. LBB. Top Season, The Brotherhood. 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 They're good. The yeah, Stoics, fun. Takeover. I think Takeover breaks the ship. Yeah, take over. Bleed the stomachs. Screw me over. Hurley and Sons, Bruins. Hurley and Sons. Oh! Bruins. Most wrong. Sparrows, Cougars. At least you're stuck with it, though. Sparrows, Cougars, and Mongoose. Sparrows. Sparrows. Backyard Bullies, Blackouts. Bullies. Blackouts. Nomads, KGP Raw. KGP Raw. KGP Raw. Saltar, Small Giants. Small Small Giants. Giants. All right, for B, the U, Vultures. U. Vultures. Golden Eagles, Finessers. Ooh. Eagles. Eagles. I don't like it, though. Beer Belly Brigade, Bandits. Bandits. Beer Belly Brigade. Ballers, Honey Martin. Ballers. Mm, Honey Martin. Voodoo, Sphinx. Voodoo. I'm going to go Voodoo. Arouche, Les Montagnards. Uh, Les Montagnards. Montagnards. Hot Sauce Sports, Los Locos. Hot Sauce Sports. Can I pick it? Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Itza, East Side Boys, Mofos. 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 Team Ethnic, Les Vachefol. LDF. All right. Division 5A, Ravens, Los Bandidos. Bandidos. Ravens. Dilfs versus the Reet. 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 The Mighty Six, Buffalo Wild Wings. Six. Mighty Six. Ghost, Vultures 2.0. Vulture. Uh, Ghost, Ghost. Ghost. Step Bros, Pinchellos. Uh, big game. Big yeah. game for both Step Bros. Longhorns, Backwoods Football Club. Horns. Longhorns. 
Balls Deep, Streets Ahead. Balls Deep. Balls Deep. Kings of the North, Metaverse. 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 Goofy Goobers, Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs. Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs. Same. 5B, Trailer Park Boys, Air Force One. Air uh, Force One. Tra- uh, Air Force One because they need it. Also because they're better. Yeah. Save a Horse, Replacements. Save a Horse. Save a Horse, baby. What Could Have Been's, Warriors. Warriors. What Could Have Been's. Le Speak Easy, San Francisco, 69ers. Speak Easy. Speak Easy. Niners need it though, but Speak Easy. Two Pfizers and Fots, Half Johnson versus Team Sexy. That's a matchup and a half. I like Team Sexy. <laughs> team I sexy. like team, team, team Sexy. Uh, Bynes, Cookers. Bynes. Bynes. Not Mustangs, Red Dragons. Red Dragons. Uh, I will not pick Mustangs. Uh, yes, Red Dragons. Trap Stars, Threat Level Midnight. Trap Stars. stars. And save the turf tolls, lockdown. Lockdown. Save the turf tolls. Upset win. Uh, Demons, Division 6, Toot Garni. Demons. Demons. Tropic Thunder, the Stormers. 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 Beer Nights, your girlfriends cheer for us. Girlfriends. Beer Nights. Free Agent Squad, the Spanish Inquisition. Uh, squad. Spanish Inquisition. Zidane l'a frappé, Cavalier du Rohan. Yeah, Rohan, boys. Yeah, Rohan. Glory Boys, Killer Rays. Killer Rays. Killer Rays. Primetime, West Island Boys. West Island Boys. Primetime. The Off Island Boys, Stratton Oakmont. Off, Off Island. Island. Thunder Buddies, Team Poland. Thunder Buddies. Thunder Buddies. Lion Hearts, V-Town. 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 Flamingos, The Step Bros. Step Bros. Step Bros. The Penetrators, Henry Pisagang. Henry. Dusters 2.0, Maccabees. Ooh. Dusters, but I hope that Maccabee fan comes out, man. He was fun to watch. Maccabee. Toon Squad, Big Fat Bats. Toon Squad. Toon Squad. F. Flag football team. Betway Bandits, Brewers. Uh, Betway. Betway, yeah. Seventh Rounders, Wild Hogs. Wild Hogs. Seventh Rounders. All right. 35 plus. FPF, JMJ. FPF. FPF. And Brody Windsor, Pacemakers. Pacemakers. Small week in that division. Co-ed one, Bishop Sycamore, Power Rangers. Sycamore. Power Rangers. I'm going Sycamore. Upset okay. week here. All right. Easy fun, Party Mix. Party Mix. That's a good game. It's going to be close, but Party Mix. Yeah. Average and Savage, Sriracha, Hot Chili Sauce. Uh, sriracha. sriracha. Then Co-ed two, Lasect, Kiss My End Zone. Lasect. I'm going to Sect, baby. Sect has never beaten Kiss Manzo. They're going to beat them this week. All right, we'll see. Three Hunnas, Team Commando. Three Hunnas. Hunnas. And YNY, Fit Squad. YNY. YNY. Lastly, uh, women's, no. Fit squad. Fit women's squad. division, Red Nation, Strangers. Uh, strangers. Yeah, Strangers. And then doubleheader, Strangers, Volts. 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 Concordia, Brut. Brut, unfortunately. Concordia. I think they're going to come up big. I hope so. They're my alma mater. Yeah. So I hope they win. The Rock, Flamant Rose. Flamant Rose. And last but not least, Bleu Pou versus Les Bleu. This should have been the game of the week, by the way. Uh, I'll go with uh, Les Bleu. I'll go with uh, Bleu Pou. And we're done. All right. We actually did it. And there's more music to play. So we're just going to hit here in so silence tired. as it how finally much, wraps uh, up. How long was the show? Uh, we're at a minute, a minute, an hour and 59 minutes and 27, 28, Great. 29, so 30 seconds. Objectively not as good. So two By hours an hour show. and a half. 
for our show. Yeah. Yeah. It's objectively not as good. Okay, so a reminder again. Uh, another thing to look out for, guys. We're at the halfway point for most teams, if not past that. You need five for the adult league. For co for women's, you need four to be playoff eligible. So keep that in mind as you might add a mercenary to your roster for the stretch run. Five. Also, I hope it'll be up soon. The updated roster regulations and administrative rule book. Uh, we made a couple changes to clarify a few things, including an update to the IR rule. So if you're a team looking to take advantage of that, you should probably give it a read. Um, we fixed no a couple. Does. And if you're trying to take advantage of it, definitely want to give it a read. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we fixed a few loopholes from our last time around and clarified a few things and changed a little bit of the goals of the the IR program. So definitely go check that out, and uh, we can talk a little bit more about it uh, when it's officially published. Magic words, please. There were four defenders right there. <laughs> Good night, Italy. 